episode 304, I almost said 204, 304 of the PlayStation Nation <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Coming to you from the mobile recording studio at my buddy Rock's house. So you're going to hear some echo and probably a creaking chair and other stuff. Uh, we're all kinds of a mess tonight. Uh, with you, as always, myself, I'm Glenn, and uh, on the other side of the planet here, or at least in New Jersey, Josh Langford. Hey there. Hey, hey. So, uh, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. So, yeah, um, it, it sucks. There's something I want to talk to you about, and we can't talk about it until next week. This game Yeah. Playing, so. Oh, I'm dying to talk about it. Yeah. So you finished, I mean, you can at least say this one, you finished yes. Sly Cooper... And yes. yeah, so are you still playing it for other stuff or? Yes. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, when I get a chance, yes, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I finished the story. Yeah. I made a point of that because I, I wanted to make sure, because like the first episode, I kind of blew through a little bit because, you know, we had already played that one. And actually, I was going to tell you the demo is that bank heist. Is, oh, okay. That's the, okay, Paris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we got into feudal Japan right. in the preview build. And when I got to that, I, I kind of blew through that quickly. Okay. Um, partly because I knew where everything was, like all the bottles and, and things like that. So <laughs> I ran around and I did pick up the bottles. probably 80 hours into just that anyway. Well, that was the thing. I, <laughs> I did that and then I was like, okay, I got to get to the next one because I knew what the next one was because you know, it, it told you at the end of the first level – where you're headed next. And I was all excited to go there. Right. So I get to the second area and I found I was spending too much time there, just <laughs> screwing around and, and looking for stuff. And I was like, I got to stop this. I, yeah. <laughs> so I did, I stopped myself and I was like, I can come back. It's all good. Just go. <laughs> so I pushed and I pushed through <laughs> all the remaining story and at the same time, I'm kind of kicking myself, like, but I see there's a bottle right there. And yeah, it's so close, but so far. <laughs> so, yeah, I did everything I could to push through the story. And I, oh, I want to say so much. I can't. So uh, we'll figure out some way. Uh, the review comes out next Tuesday at basically noon Eastern time. Yeah. And... Maybe we'll have to. I'll have to stay up late and edit the podcast that night, so it's ready to go when the embargo lifts. So we'll have the podcast review and the um, and the written review written ready review. to go. Yeah, yeah. I I did say on Twitter because people were asking. You know, I'm I'm not giving any specifics. Oh, that's actually one thing I wanted to say. Mm. Be careful reading reviews of this game. Yeah, because. I mean, there is stuff that can be spoiled story wise, and you don't want it spoiled because you don't want to know. Like the levels you're going to go to, it gives too much away. I mean, people, there's stuff that could easily give too much away in this game. I am going to write a very spoiler free review. Mm. I'm going to be very careful about that. Um, and I just warn people don't go running off and reading any review because you could <laughs> easily get something spoiled for the story and it'll just blow the whole thing for you and don't don't go chase the waterfalls either yeah yeah um I don't want no people scrubs. asked you know do i have anything to be worried about do I, you know am i gonna i just i love the other ones i'm like don't you got nothing to worry about yeah i, I, I even saw a couple that. of the previews that i thought gave too much away i mean the preview yeah. was a couple of hours and everything and it it didn't give a lot of story elements but it did give story elements and and i read a couple I'm like man they're even giving this shit away this is ridiculous 
Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So be careful with that because really, I mean, that, that's the fun of this game. And really, it was fun. I mean, I, I had a smile plastered across my face. That's all I'm going to say. I had a smile plastered across my face as I was playing. Now, that could have been because he was eating some ice cream and not playing the game. Exactly. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested because I got a little scared when they dropped the price from $59.99 to $39.99, and you get both versions at that price. So I got yeah. a little worried. No reason to be worried. Okay. I can tell you that. Giving too much away. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You always no give me shit, so I have worried. to give you some shit every now and then, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well... It's all good. It's 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 all good. Yeah. I I gotta keep quiet now because I Indeed. will start to talk. And uh, I, I can't. <laughs> um. It, well, and also, uh, supposedly, I'll have Metal Gear Revengeance this week, and that one again is is embargoed for a couple of weeks. So we'll definitely have a review up for that as well. Uh, we'll be in the first round of reviews with uh, all the big boys, and I don't know. I think they did. I think we won the lottery or something. That's why we got included. But. Or it's because we have a debug. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And uh, hoping on a build for MLB 13, the show. Uh, but until we know, you know, right now, we know we've got Sly Cooper in the in the works and we know we've got Metal Gear Revengeance in the works. So I'm not saying that whole damn name anymore. So other than that, uh, some new releases, <laughs> a bunch of news items this week. Uh, what we're playing and watching. Um, I think I'm going to do the review for Earth Defense Force 2017 Portable. I think I think I'm ready to do it. I could probably do the Corpse Party Book of Shadows. That would be really cool. I'd love to hear about that one. Uh, and also, uh, we talked about it in episode 300, and actually the uh, that little live call-in show that I did when Josh was unavailable. Uh, and it's finally going to happen, so we should have the post up in a, in a couple of days. We'll have the details on the Zen Pinball 2 battle between myself and Lard Team Maker. Uh, we've got some emails. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, Gamer Nights coming up. MGC, of course, a little bit of an update there, and uh, we'll get the hell out of here. So... Uh, again, if you hear, you know, uh, uh, an echo or the audio's a little off, I, you know, I'm staying with my buddy Adam right now, and for this job I'm doing, and you know, thank God he actually has internet and he has a little his office that I can use. So uh, apologies if the audio is a little bit less than usual, but it's better than nothing. Hey, actually, maybe not. Maybe not better than nothing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> if we missed a week. People would finally realize, oh my God, there's like four hours of my life I get back every week. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. So, all right. Well, you uh, can't. No, 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 no. You can't let them get away for one week because, yeah, they'll realize how crappy we are, and they'll well, never come back. That, that week is finally coming up in May, where I'm not going to be on the show. Uh, it's going to happen. Party time! Oh God, you got to start thinking about who you're going to have on. Me and Hell Baby. <laughs> It's all good. Man, why can't I have Hail Baby on the show? I'd finally have a good conversation. <laughs> He's just starting to go, oh, ah! <laughs> Like, all night he was doing that tonight. Nice. And actually, someone Make asked it. us, you know, we had the contest winner from Extra Life, uh, Keith, yeah, uh, to come on the show. He works third shift, though, so we have to figure it out. So I'm going to email him. The problem is this craziness right now. I really don't want to do it. Actually, we can't even do it right now because of my, lap- my old laptop is screwing up, and I can't even record the conversation. So... We will figure it out. I think we we might have to do it on like a weekend with Keith. I'll email him this week, actually. It was already in the works, but with me having to come down to Milwaukee last minute and everything, it just got screwed up. But uh, never fear. He will be coming on the show to join us. And when I start getting pay- regular paychecks again in a week or two, 
uh, when I make it back home on a couple of the weekends, I'll definitely get, start getting the rest of the uh, Extra Life prizes out too. So I did get some of the bigger stuff out. The Astro Gaming A50s did get delivered, I, I found out. So thanks to Stan over at Astro Gaming for setting all that up. And uh, yeah, but the rest of the prizes will go out in a couple of weeks probably. I just, I, I haven't had any money. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> hmm. That's what happens. So, all right, uh, new releases. We actually have some this time. Couple. Yeah. yeah. Dead Space Three. Ah. No review copy. Fifty nine ninety nine. Well, not yet. I I did email. I actually uh, followed up today because I did request one about three four weeks ago. But we got the standard email back. Well, we'll put you on the list, but we only have a certain amount of copies. I'm like, dude, we know for a fact that nobody else takes review copies for PS3. So nobody likes PS3. True. Uh, yeah, I wish we could get some coverage on that. Uh, that'd be cool. Well, actually, EA is always a crapshoot with us. It really depends on yes. what group is handling it. Like EA Sports, we've always had a great relationship with. We have for years. Um, some of the EA FPS stuff we have a pretty good relationship with, but EA is so broken up, and, and they're essentially all these separate companies, and you just never know. Although I think we did get a review copy of Dead Space 2, if I'm not mistaken, but none of those people are even involved with it anymore. So, yeah. Huh. Kind of a crapshoot. And the other, you know, little game that's coming out, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. Hmm, is that like a remake of the second one or something? I, hmm. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I played the whole thing and I can't figure out what it's all about. <laughs> I hear enough plus coming. It's a lie. All right. Uh, yeah, that's thirty nine ninety nine, and it's cross by. So you're getting Jeez. the PS3 and the Vita version together. And it's got cross-save. And it's got cross-save. Holy crap. Which works beautifully. <laughs> which, we, no, we would have known that from the preview build if That's both true. of us, <laughs> if either of us had had both <laughs> versions of it. Yeah, because they sent us a code for the Vita preview, preview build, which went to Josh, because he's reviewing the game. But then they sent the PS3 version for the debug, and I'm not going to send that to him because I've seen... Boxes come back from New Jersey that uh, had no business even making it through. That's true. That last box you sent me was just beat to shit. <laughs> the last box I sent you was already beat to shit. No, no, even worse. It was pretty funny. Luckily, there was a oh lot of gosh. empty space in there. Wow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, thirty nine ninety nine cross buy cross save, and as I said, cross save works beautifully. <laughs> this is how everybody should do it. We're so going to we're going to like Sony jail. Uh, and yeah because it's horrible that I'm saying how great it is uh, a week before we always bust people for for breaking embargo and now we're going to get busted ourselves I'm not breaking the embargo I know we would have known the preview build I know I'm not (laughs) saying to give you some shit Uh, someone's got to do it but no matter what you're thinking about get this get the PS3 version because the Vita version alone is Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, so for ten bucks more, you get the PS3 and the Vita version. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. Yeah, even if That's you don't have a Vita right now, you'll have it for the future. Although, you know what? Well, all right. See, I know there's some people like uh, my brother-in-law actually has Vita now. Yeah. And all he has is four gig memory card. Mm. And he picked up another four gig memory card like when they were on sale super cheap around Thanksgiving or something. Right. Because uh, he missed out on the Sony store deal for the 32 gig card, right? 
Um, and he's like, I just, I can't do it. I can't buy one of those. It's so expensive. So he's like, I'm just staying with the cheap cards for now. Cause we were talking about games and he said, yeah, but how big is that? Cause I, I need space on my memory card. Ooh. So I mean, there's people out there. You, you may buy it for the PS3 and be like, crap, I don't have space on my memory card. Uh, which that's mm. the other thing. I don't know the exact size of it on the memory card yet because because that's not all hooked up yet. They sent us the PS3 version and a specific Sly Cooper card. Well, that means it's got to be four gig or less. I don't think there's a Vita game out there that's not bigger than four gig. But well, yeah, you'd have to but clean everything else. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's if you've already got some other games on there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what I could see the Vita card version selling for some people. Sure, um, makes sense. Because well, also some people have a Vita like and have, PS3 too. Yeah, some people like having the physical copy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's. I I gotta <laughs> not say anything. <laughs> nope. I'm sitting there, and it's all this stuff is flashing through my mind. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I can't Quiet say you. anything. <laughs> I don't want to go to Sony Jail. Shut up. I'm busting here. <laughs> one more week. One more week. Uh, let's just go to news. All right. Let's go to news. So, um, yeah. For, we, oh. we actually have a couple Crytek news items, but uh, the first one, uh, the Crisis 3 beta, this show comes out on the 29th. Uh, Crisis 3 beta comes out today, if you're listening to this on the 29th. Uh, let's see. I haven't even read this thing yet, but uh, it's open for two weeks starting January 29th on the PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Ends on February 12th. Uh, the beta will feature two maps, Museum and Airport, and two modes. Uh, crash Site Mode and Hunter Mode. Uh, crash Site, uh, you're defending specific locations. Sounds like Headquarters, actually, uh, where you secure and then defend a specific location, etc., etc. Uh, hunter Mode... It, is asymmetrical, whatever that means. Time-based mode pits two players versus ten. Oh, they had this in the last one, I thought, uh, where you can go invisible, that kind of thing, and you have to hunt each other down. I gotta say, you know, the PS3 had the beta for Crisis 2, and I was not impressed. That actually kept me from buying the game. Uh, I know it's just a beta and everything else, but it was so far gone that I couldn't see myself even playing it, plus the first Crisis I feel, still think is way overrated. But that's just me. Hmm. But, eh, I mean, uh, you know, the beta will be available, and, and I'll definitely check it out. But um, it's really weird. Like, I mean, we've been hearing these little bits and pieces about Crisis 3, but not as much saturation as we had for the second one. I mean, Crisis 2, everybody knew it was coming. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. I actually played that. That's because the, um, the first Crisis was such a... It was like a landmark game, in a way. Yeah. Um, just because of... What they had done with the graphics yeah. on the PC, it was such a huge thing. And holy crap, they're bringing Crisis to the consoles, you know? Right. But the thing is, and, and yeah, I agree with the visuals and everything else. I mean, I remember being at LAN parties with my uh, my Wisconsin Death Trip guys, and the graphics were just stunning. But once I actually played the game, the gameplay itself, I thought, was really rudimentary. It just it, it didn't do anything for me at all. It felt really stiff. Field? It felt really stiff. Wow. <laughs> I, I woke up really early this morning because we had a nice storm and I wanted to get to work early. So, anyway. Um, I mean, it felt stiff to me. And, and, you know, they released it really cheap on the PSN and I got it, and I can't stand it. I, I've played maybe at the most two hours, and I was even playing it on a stream one night. I don't know if it was for Extra Life last year, maybe, or something like that, but I can't stand it. It's kind of like Costanza. Can't stand ya! 
<laughs> you know, I I got it. I, I guess it was ten bucks. I don't know yeah. if it still is. Mm, I don't know. And I picked it up. I still haven't had a chance to play it at all. And I never had a PC that could play it, so I've never touched it. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Actually, your new laptop would be able to play it. <laughs> <laughs> the first crisis? Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, um, you know, I, I, I think we played it at GDC when Joel and I went to GDC. I think that's when we played it. And we played multiplayer. It was on 360, et cetera, et cetera. But I enjoyed it then. But even then, you know, I'm like, man, this is really early and I'm having problems with it. And then the beta came out for PS3 and for Crisis 2. And I, oh, I, I, I tried playing it like at least six times. And every time I just got so frustrated with it. It was so clippy and, and the frame rate was just terrible. And, it was really unresponsive, and then they kept patching it, patching it, patching it, and toward the end it got better, but still I wasn't that impressed. I thought Killzone 3 still looked better and played better. So, But there's some unique modes, you know, the whole hunter thing that, you know, you, you're basically trying to take out 10 people that are hunting you down, and you have all these stealth capabilities. So it's kind of cool, but hopefully they've kind of pulled it together now. The tech looks good. Yeah. Yeah. But I want more than just pretty nowadays. I want something functional. Well, damn it all, Mister All Grown's Up. Damn right. <laughs> I've seen enough blood and guts and cool explosions and things. I, I actually want uh, some actual gameplay that doesn't frustrate the hell out of me. What's wrong with you? Um, you know, you hit forty and, and things just change. Get more hair all over yourself. Get a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> you want you know an actual game that has some content. It just happens. That's foolish. I know. It'll happen someday to you. Okay. Uh, so THQ yeah. finally fell apart. Everybody saw um, it coming, and Jason Rubin just kept saying it wasn't going to happen, wasn't going to happen, but uh, it was pretty much inevitable from what it sounds like. Yeah. 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 And uh, by the way, if anybody hears that heavy panting and click-clack around. It's <laughs> <laughs> your wife, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's my wife and her high heels. No. Um it's the dog. Ah. <laughs> the dog is all lonely, so he came Aww. down and sat with, sat with me. Oh, you pooch. Oh, oh there a good he goes. dog. <laughs> He's laying down now. <laughs> uh, so THQ, yeah, they finally broke apart, uh, which they needed to do because yeah. the the people running it just drove it into the ground. Yes, they did. And, and I read an interview, uh, I think in Game Informer, actually, with Jason Rubin talking about it, and he said that he didn't realize how far gone things were when he, when he took over there. And it's a great interview. If, if you have a chance, go over to GameInformer.com and check it out. It, it's a very, very in-depth and very, very uh, honest interview with him. Very good read. Yeah. So as part of all this, they, they sold off pieces of the company, right. essentially, at the bankruptcy. And Sega acquired Relic Entertainment. Indeed along with some of the IPs. Uh, they didn't say exactly what they picked up, um, but with Relic, it would probably be Warhammer 40K and Company of Heroes. Which uh, is pretty cool. I mean, Warhammer 40K, like I said, the last one I played, I was really impressed with it, actually, the, the third-person game. And Company of Heroes has been a very popular series. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then Koch Media, uh, they of Dead Island, 
Well, yeah, Deep Silver, uh, which everybody knows in the U.S., yeah. Yeah. Uh, They picked up Saints Row and Metro. Yeah, so well, they they bought Volition, which does Saints Row, like Red Faction, everything, too. Yep. So they made out pretty well. Definitely. pretty sweet. Plus, I mean, think about uh, Aubrey and... PR emails coming out for Saints Row. <laughs> well, that's actually how we knew about this one. Aubrey sent one of the Aubrey's one of the best PR people in the business, and she quite notably uh, sends like the best emails when she sends PR stuff out. Uh, everyone loves to to get her emails because they're quite hilarious. Usually, uh, the other news that just broke uh, is you know Crytek actually bought up um, Homefront. They spent I think five hundred grand on Homefront to do Homefront two because I think they were already working on it. Uh, also, it just got reported that they just opened a uh, Crytek just opened a new studio in Austin, Texas today, and it's basically the Vigil Entertainment people. So the people from that studio are now working at the Austin, Texas studio for Crytek. So really good news. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people at THQ proper still lost their jobs. I mean, we know a couple, and and you know, it really sucks. But uh, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to be able to find something pretty quickly. At least a few of the people and. I mean, obviously, it sucks. There's been a lot of game company or just games biz job loss this this last few months. You know, Capcom laid, laid some people off uh, in PR. Uh, we lost some friends at Sony. It's at San Diego. We lost. Um, oh, what other studios did they just get rid of some people? Um, God darn it! I'm, I'm trying to block it out of my mind because there's some people that we actually know that. Uh, well, yeah. uh, what was it? Machinima got rid of some people and restructured well, everything. And uh, that's the thing: you're hitting the end of the fiscal year, and everybody's trying to show profitability. Yeah, and the way to do that is to cut jobs. Well, I mean, in the short term, something that people don't really understand, and we have a I'll, we can bring this last news item up to this one too because it fits in. But what happens a lot of times, especially with some smaller studios, is they bring people in uh, for a specific project, and then they get laid off after that after they don't have any work for them anymore. Yeah, and I think that's what happened here. We don't have the details yet, but Superbot, you know, the people behind PlayStation All Stars, uh, laid some people off as well. There's no details at all though, like how many people who was affected, but it's very possible that that was the reason. Is that you know they're in support mode for for All Stars and they're going to be working on that for a while, and they might just not have needed certain people. Which I mean, it sucks, but it's in the last few years especially, and I think even in the past when you think about it, but. In the last few years, when game development studios get so freaking big now for all these current-gen, next-gen systems that are, they're working on, um, they have to do it in this cycle, and it really bites. But that's become the norm for a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, that's the reality of the games business at this point. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. I mean, it, it, it's. I hope it gets less common, but I don't know. I mean... Maybe with the next-gen systems, they'll need bigger teams for a longer period of time, and maybe some of that will go away. But I just don't know, because at some point, it's going to get too expensive to create these games, and they're not going to, you know, you're just going to see big blockbusters and maybe little indie titles and nothing in between. You know, it's either going to be AAA or nothing. That's no fun. It's not, because I think people are going to be more afraid of being creative. You know, if it, if it weren't for kind of this this creativity that a lot of the companies are kind of embracing. You'd never see a game like Journey. You would never see a game like The Unfinished Swan, you know, and it can go on and on and on. There's a lot of Xbox Live Arcade games. There's a lot of PSN titles that are very uh, creative, you know, trying new things out, and 
it could get to the point where maybe this next gen stuff just gets too big and nobody can afford to develop for it. You never know. I don't want to hear that. I don't it's want a possibility. to think about that. I don't think that, I don't I really I would hope that Sony and Microsoft and well Nintendo, even though it's all current gen, um, wouldn't let that happen. You know, you you see Microsoft and, and uh, Sony actually doing things like Pub Fund and Microsoft, you know, they kind of support games like Super Meat Boy and, and stuff like that. So hopefully that continues because that really helps kind of that, that smaller, creative, uh, more risk-taking set of people. So it sucks, though. But at least yeah. at least a lot of these games that we love from THQ are going to still live on. Uh, there's a big fight going on over the WWE franchise right now. Uh, and, and South Park Stick of Truth is the big one where South Park Studios themselves are fighting uh, that game going anywhere else, you know, besides what yeah. it was. So there's still some interesting stuff going on. And there, I think there was a game from, I want to say Relic, but I think Relic is wrong. But there's another studio that was working on a game that was really, really early because they just released their title and nobody picked it up. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to find something, some way to keep that game alive. They're talking about Kickstarter right now. Hmm. Yeah. But, I, you know, Homefront-wise, I mean, I know you, we both really love the idea behind Homefront, the first one. Yeah. The game itself just didn't really turn out the way it should, but maybe now, I mean, there's, there's an interview up with uh, I, some guy from Cry, uh, Crytek saying that this game needed to be in our hands and we have to have control of it, and that's why they paid for it. So it sounds like they've really taken over things and, you know, maybe they have a certain direction they want to go and hopefully it'll turn out a little bit better than the first one, if not way better. Oh, I hope so. Me too. I mean, there was such promise with that title. There was it was such a neat idea, yeah. and it really, yeah, it it kind of disappointed. <laughs> and there's so much like I'm playing it, and I'm like, but why can't you? Uh, <laughs> but why didn't we just? Uh, it's like it's the story just yeah. It sounded like they really kind of ran out of time, and and they had to streamline things. From what it, I mean. From every yeah. review I read and everybody I've talked to about the first Homefront, it, it really sounded like they just kind of shaved things away that they wanted to put in the game, and they just brought out a really straightforward action title with the story kind of dumbed down and, and stripped apart. Yeah. Yeah. And the the triggering of everything, like I, I walked around <laughs> an entire area... And then finally, they kept telling me, come over here, come over here. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, I'm looking for newspapers or whatever the collectible was. You know, but at so the same I finally, time, that, that allows you to go look for the newspapers and everything. Well, but, but it was poorly handled yeah. because, you know, you're, you're in a huge firefight, the firefight's over. Okay. They're saying, come over here, come over here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go, I look for my newspapers. I finally walk over, and when I hit some trigger point, Oh my gosh, there they are. <laughs> it's like nice. because you're supposed to obviously move from one right into the other and it yeah. flows great. But it's the it's it's the Call of Duty, did. the old Call of yeah. Duty uh formula and even the newer Call of Duty but they mask it better now, but Yeah. That, that, that's basically what it was and I even noticed that when we saw it at E3 that one time. That was months before the game came out. But at the same time, you can't judge things like that in a game at E3 when it's got months to go. So, I, yeah. you know, you just don't bring it up. Well, we don't bring it up, but other angry games writers might bring it up. <laughs> this game's not perfect the year before it came out. It sucks. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> it's doomed. Doomed. Doomsword. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I there's a couple of people at THQ I know pretty well, actually, and, and they both lost their jobs. And 
um, you know, we can wish them nothing but the best and, and hopefully they find something, but, uh, it's unfortunate that this happened and, you know, all the, you draw jokes are going around and all that other stuff, but I think things mm. were just really mismanaged because as far as I knew, Saints Row 3 did really well. Uh, it did. And, you know, Warhammer actually did pretty well for, for what it was. And you've got, but that was, that's the dumb thing about it. They, as a company, they were probably at their high point. Yeah. In terms of games that were selling and sales that were being made, like in in terms of just sheer numbers that they were doing, but the years of horrendous mismanagement yeah. just finally caught up to them. I I remember when we were at E three and we saw you draw. I'm like, what the hell is what? <laughs> Seriously, what is this crap? Nobody knows. And nobody was interested in it. Nobody cared about it. And I mean, you could see it. They Best Buy had it for nine ninety nine recently. Yeah, because and Amazon had it for like nine ninety nine recently because they're trying to just get rid. Of, they still have hundreds of thousands of these things in stock. Yeah, yeah. It's and they sunk a lot of money into that. Oh, yeah. And they they just really the management screwed up that entire company very badly. And there was no way they were going to survive it. It didn't matter how good they were doing. It didn't matter how many hot properties they had on their hands. It just, the whole thing just fell apart. Just yeah. came out from underneath them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy because, I mean, they didn't have just one successful title and one successful series, essentially. They had the WWE, they had the Stick of Truth coming, which has this humongous buzz. They've, you know, Saints Row series is very popular. You can just go down the row. And, and, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me that they can manage things that bad, but obviously they did. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of their titles are in good hands. There's a couple out there still that, um, that nobody really knows about, but it looks like WWE is probably going to take two interactive. So the two K it's going to be under two K's, uh, you know, umbrella, which could be a good thing. Could be a bad thing. You never know. And, uh, let's see. The one last one is uh, the Vigil, but it looks like uh, Crytek picked up Vigil. So I think that one's taken care of as well. So, yeah, um, there's a lot still to, to go on. There's some more bankruptcy stuff happening in a, in a week or two, and uh, some things will flush out. But it looks like, yeah, it looks like a lot of the stuff that people were worried about got actually to pretty good hands, from what it sounds like, in all respects. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Deep Silver, I think, is kind of... Deep Silver is actually a great publisher. They're really easy to work with and everything else, uh, but they're still kind of new in the U.S., you know, and, and they're, they're really big in Europe, and, and so that one's kind of the, the wild card at this point. But as long as we keep getting awesome emails from Aubrey, we're all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll, I think they'll do all right with those. With those. I hope I so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on to the next thing. Uh, the Last of Us, more news has been coming out about that, about special editions and everything else. I couldn't really get any definitive updates on that one, though, from the original uh, listing, because it looked like there were two different uh, two different special editions coming up. They were only for Europe, and then I heard that there's one that's going to be exclusive here in the U.S., but only GameStop and all other kinds of stuff. So we got to try to figure that one out. But uh, we did get a, a, an announcement from our buddy Eric Monticelli who, uh, from Naughty Dog, who actually helped us out with... The Extra Life stuff this year, uh, he, he's the one that worked with us on all of the different things that we did for Extra Life. And it uh, looks like if you pick up the game God of War Ascension, you'll be able to play an exclusive demo of The Last of Us when it becomes available 
I believe, I can't remember when God of War Ascension comes out. I should have looked that up. But uh, yeah, so exclusive demo in God of War Ascension. Like you need any more reason to get a new God of War game. Seriously. And that comes out in March. I don't know. I wasn't going to get it until I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really weird because they showed so much of the single player last year at E3, and now they've been so focused on the multiplayer in God of War Assumption that I don't know if people aren't really paying attention to it or what because the single player looks fucking awesome. Just saying. Uh, but that's the thing. They've been focusing so much on the multiplayer. Yeah. That I forgot that there is I know. even a single-player component to the game. I know, and, and it's kind of confusing. I, I actually sent a couple of emails about that uh, last week because it, it frightens me a little bit that, you know, because the beta's out now, and, and the beta's just been this huge buzz around everywhere, like, oh, the beta's out, we got to get into it. If you're a plus, you only got it, you know, and now everybody can get it, essentially. And even when I was out in Santa Monica, they were really pushing the multiplayer to us. And I was asking, like, what about the single-player? Let's see some stuff. Well, we're not really ready to show it yet, and... You know, oh, we're right in the middle of something, so we'll be showing some stuff soon. Well, when? Show us. <laughs> I am excited. So, yeah, um, it's cool. I mean, there's even more enticement now that you get the demo for The Last of Us. It'll probably be the stuff we saw at E3, but that's fine, because that was really cool. I would assume. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah, if, if there's any news for that, obviously, we'll uh, we'll definitely have some some coverage here on the site and on the podcast. We uh, are definitely entrenched with uh, with this game. So, although I don't, you're reviewing that, aren't you? Uh, Last of Us, Last of Us yes. Yeah. God of War. I think I put my name on it. Jerk. That's <laughs> no, fine. F you. You got Sly Cooper. <laughs> you you take uh, Last of Us. Oh, okay, Mister uh-huh, uh, yeah. uh, Beyond Two Souls. Uh, well, yeah, you and I had that that agreement. If you get Last of Us, I get Beyond Two Souls. Exactly. So there you go. Nah. What do you care? You know Beyond Two Souls is going to get pushed back to 2014 anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. PS4 launch in the meantime, confirmed. <laughs> in the meantime, I get extra good games. <laughs> you fucker. I just saw a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Last of Us, you know, like I said, it, I'm a little skeptical because of the whole zombie thing, but I, I will definitely give them the benefit of the doubt. I love Naughty Dog. I love what they do. And until they prove me otherwise, I'm all for it. But I'm still a little worried about the zombie thing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. That's just me. I don't know why. Yeah. All right, this last one's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if you're not already a PlayStation Plus member. Or even if you and, are, because this stacks on top of it. Well, but if, you're bu- if you already have a yearly membership sure. that renews yearly... What good is an extra three months? Well, but if it, but if you get this in stacks on, it's not going to renew every year. It's going to renew when yours is up. Yeah, and next three months later. Yeah, yeah. But you still get three yeah. months free. Yeah. All right. So that's the whole thing here. You buy your <laughs> PlayStation Plus and get three months free. You gave it away. I gave it away. <laughs> we would it's, be the worst newscasters. <laughs> It's good through March. For, no, I wouldn't, because all I'd have to do is read off a teleprompter. That's true. And do your hair really nice. You'd have to shave exactly. the beard, though. I don't think they'll have the beard. Well, it depends on where you're working. Or, if I'm in Alaska, I'm sure they have beards. <laughs> or the beard could do sports. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got those sports teams here in Alaska. Off to you. Oh, yeah. So, all right, March 4th, you have. <laughs> uh, if you buy your PlayStation Plus, you'll get three months added on for free. 
And, you know, it's funny. My brother-in-law, as we were talking games this weekend, mm-hmm. I was talking to him about Plus. And he's like, yeah, but don't you just get, like, PS1 games and, like, crap? I was like, what? No, you get this. You get Little Big Planet 2. You get Darksiders. You get all that. He's like, what? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he had no idea. He's like, hmm, how much is it? Hmm. You get Ninja, Gaiden, Sigma for the stupid Vita version. Uh, and Europe. Yes. Europe does... Like, build wow, up this yeah. Holy crap. Europe is killing. Europe gets uh, sleeping dogs this month. Yeah, what the... Well, I still have Dude. that in the package, so... But it would be, it'd be cool to have a uh, digital. Yeah. Um, but, I uh, know, Ninja Gun Sigma on the Vita is a good game. You know, if you... Uh, like but if you play the other one, it's the same game. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's it's a good game. Yeah. I've, I've gotten more than my $60 out of PlayStation Plus already. I mean, it... it Oh this yeah, this is a no-brainer. Like I said, if if they offered all this kind of stuff for Xbox Live Arcade, I would have no money, or I would have no problem paying the money. But I'm not going to play just or pay money just to play online and to get like videos and demos. I mean, PlayStation Plus, and like I said, you and I were very very skeptical about it. But man, my hard drive is full of of stuff that I've gotten for free because yeah. of the sixty bucks a year. I'm getting it's games crazy. that cost sixty dollars. Multiple games that cost sixty dollars each, and I'm, I've been getting them for free. You know, well, that and the discounts you get. Yeah, because that thirteen for thirteen sale. Yeah. Holy shit! Little Big that Planet a... carding for ten dollars. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Even Tiger Woods thirteens worth ten bucks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It... <laughs> It's crazy. I uh, that's what I was telling him. You know, we're we're sitting there, and it's like I was a salesman. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And the sales. That I even I looked up our. I pulled up our website on the phone. I'm like, "Look at this! What you get? Thirteen for thirteen? The thing that got going on. This game is like four dollars, man." I think you save almost like thirty or forty bucks if you bought all three thirteen of those games. I think just with the discount you get, you save at least. It's got to be thirty-five or forty bucks. I think it's more than that. Because it's it's ten bucks off Little Big Planet carding. It's ten bucks off, or no, it's twenty bucks off Tiger Woods. I think. But Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter were like yeah. under five dollars each. Well, that that's the thing because even without Plus, they're doing the sale, and then Plus adds an additional sale on top of it. So I think Little Big Planet carding is, I want to say twenty nine normally. It's nineteen with the regular sale, and it's ten bucks if you have Plus. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it really. So there's ten dollars of the sixty dollars you already spent. You know, it, it it adds up so quickly if you buy stuff. Even if you don't, you get free games. Well, that's what I was trying to explain to him because he has he was like, yeah, but it's like you get minis and PS one games. Ooh. I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, but you know, you have to like when it runs out, you lose all the games. I'm like, but why wouldn't you up you it spend, every year? But that was the thing. I was like, you spend fifty bucks for the year. And it pays for itself in a month. Yeah. And everything else you're getting on top of that is just like free games, essentially. So why would you ever shut it off? Yeah. You know? And beyond that, I said, you're getting discounts on everything, like deep discounts. You <laughs> know, they'll they'll do a discount on the store like 30% off for everybody. And then, oh, yeah, 70% off if you're PlayStation yeah. Plus. And, a and he's gig like, of storage what happens with those? And- yeah, he was like, well, what happens with those when you shut it off? I'm like, they're yours. You bought them. Yep. I was like, anything you buy is yours to keep forever. He's like, oh, 
How much was it again? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the crazy thing. It's, you just don't think of it. And, and now they've made it even easier to shop because they, they finally launched uh, that web store in, the nor- in North America and a bunch of the other regions so that you can go to the website and buy everything on the PSN store right there. With the longest URL ever. I know, ever. it's ridiculous. Who are the ad wizards that came up with this one? <laughs> yeah. But it's still cool that it's available. I mean, you know, you were always able to put codes in and things like that, but it's kind of nice because, you know, if, if there's a deal out there that, let's say there's a freebie, but you have to pick it up in the first week and you're on vacation or, you know, you can't get to your PS3. Now you can at least go claim the damn thing and, and download it when you get back home. Yeah. I mean, what's the URL for that again? It's something like uh, Sony PlayStation PS3 <laughs> online store at Sony Entertainment Network, hosted by Sony Entertainment Executive Network. Executive produced com. by Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculously long. Well, that's what bookmarks are for, I guess. I mean, when I saw it at first, I was like, oh, it's not so bad. And then I went to type it in, and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I haven't even looked at it yet. I, I know it's out there, but I haven't even looked at it. I've just been, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I moved all my crap here to to Adams and got into his way and all that stuff and junk and started my new job. Like, have to wear a tie. Although it's funny, like, the second day I was there, my boss goes, well, we haven't been really wearing ties lately and nobody's yelled at us yet, so don't wear one until we get yelled at. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. But, and stuff. But I have my PS3 here. I have the debug here. So if anything else comes up, um, you know, we'll definitely do it. Well, why don't we do, uh, since we're going to do a couple of reviews, why don't we do what we're playing before the break? How will that, how will that work out for you? Okay. All right. You want to start? You want me? I think I started last week, didn't I? Uh, I can start. Okay. Mine's easy. All right. <laughs> Sly Cooper, nothing but. Uh, Corpse Party Book of Shadows. All right. And Sly Cooper. Wow. All right. And I believe that's it. I may have played a little bit. Well, Treasure Park, of course, once or twice. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, I'm actually on a good run in Treasure Park right now, which now I'm dead. 24 in a row. Oh, jinx. <laughs> Uber jinx. Yeah, um, but I'm on my way to a platinum in Sly, so. Oh, oh my God, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm actually not too far off. There's a couple things that I have. I, I, I still have a lot of stuff to pick up, like a lot of the the collectibles to pick up and things like that. But other than that, there's it. not a whole lot more for me to do to get the platinum. I don't know. At this point, I think you have to get the platinum before you put the review up. I really wanted to do that. I was like, be man, how cool would that be if I get the platinum <laughs> before the review? The game comes out, and there I am. Boom, double platinum. And everybody's like, what the hell? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have the time, but I really want to do that. <laughs> nice. Um, um, but yeah, that the, those two games are really pretty much all I played because I really wanted to get through enough of Corpse Party to... I have a hard time saying that. Corpse party yeah uh get through enough of that to give it a good review and then i really had to bust my ass and get through sly as quick as i could indeed so cool uh i played a lot i don't know how but i brought my little you know my little sony 24 inch monitor down and it's sitting on rock's coffee table so when he's playing something on his big tv i'm usually playing something on my small 
small screen, so we're in there nerding out. Uh, but played. Uh, they had uh, this weekend was um, double XP for uh, Black Ops Two. So I decided to get on, and I actually I was working on maybe prestiging some some weapons so I could see how that all works out. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if everybody in the world was on playing or not, but, and even though it's peer based. Uh, the network connectivity and performance in Blobs 2 was absolute shit all weekend. Uh, it got to the point where I pretty much just stopped playing it on Saturday. I, I said, I'm done with this. Uh, nothing but disconnects, nothing but host migrations, uh, nothing but frozen rooms, uh, choppy gameplay, and it wasn't just me having it. It was all over Twitter. It was all over Facebook. Everyone was having the problems. Uh, it, it was an absolute nightmare. So I got up to level 55 again. I'm not going to prestige again, I don't think. Just because I don't see why. Um, it doesn't really give you very much. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to try to prestige a couple weapons just to see how it is. I was, I was like going to try to go, because if you do a, a certain amount of things, you can actually get uh, camouflage for your, uh, for your gun that makes it gold. Like actual gold, like real shiny gold and like bling all over it and everything. <laughs> but then I looked at what you have to do, and I'm like, I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, uh, but all right, so... You've got a big, bright, shiny gold gun. That's all it is. Well, how does that help you blend into anything? If you're trying to ah. sneak around and I see a big, bright, shiny gold gun over there, I'm going to know exactly where you are, no, right? It's, it's, it's not that easy to see it. With how fast that game is and everything, you, all right. I never notice it until I see a kill cam and, and I see the guy killed me with one. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, eh. I got, I, I got to that point again where I was like, all right, screw this game. I'm done with it. So uh, I'll wait until the new DLC comes out next month. Uh, played some more Zim Pinball 2, started working, you know, I, I've kind of let my, my scores lag, and um, Rock is on this mission to actually beat every one of my scores, because he's an asshole, and he can't <laughs> beat my, my Plants vs. Zombies score, which is just hilarious, because uh, he tried for a few hours yesterday, and I, I heard so many swear words, it was pretty awesome. So, brought a smile to my face, but I'm going to work on some of those, I played some Captain America, um, what else did I play, uh, X-Men... Played some Epic Quest. Um, uh, There's a bunch of tables I played. I just got onto a kick. And then I went on to Pinball Arcade and played some of those. Um, it, man, it's so weird going between those games. The physics are so different, and you know, it's, it's just such a different feel to each game. But still love them both. Uh, worked on a few more missions on Jetpack Joyride. I'm up to like level 9, I think, level 10, something like that. So I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, then put Battlefield 3 in, played some with Ravi last night on the PS Nation server where we have close quarters running right now, uh, which is a fun mode. You know, you, you've got that, that uh, I always called it gun mode, but whatever they want to call it. They've got that running. We, we've got a pretty good rotation going, and we played for a while last night and had had a real good time. Uh, man, I love that game. New DLC, or last DLC is in March, so um, kind of a bittersweet thing because finally get the last dlc for the game but then that means that the battlefield 4 beta is probably going to be happening like in the spring or summer so yeah pretty interesting can't wait battlefield <laughs> yo uh also finally cracked up the- oh i've already got that down for review which one battlefield mine. 4 yeah. yeah i'll cut you <laughs> <laughs> good luck because it'll be sent to my house <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, but you're never there. That's true. Well, hopefully, it, I'll make sure it gets sent to me. So, I'm good with you. I'm in good with your neighbor. It was so funny. Um, I don't even know my neighbors anymore. They all moved away. Hmm, <laughs> wonder why. Anyway, um, I was you know I started at my new job last week uh, on Wednesday, so I was there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and and the, basically the deal is I, I they want me 
the boss wants me to work down here for like a month, you know, just to kind of get to know everybody and get to know the environment and that kind of thing. So the boss was gone Friday and all my coworkers like at different times during the day came over and they're like, so, uh, like, did they give you a phone or how are we going to reach you on Monday? I'm like, what are you talking about? They go, well, aren't you heading home? I'm like, what? I said, I can if you think I'm ready for it. I said, but no, I'm supposed to be here for like three or four weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. I shouldn't have said anything. I could have gone home already. So, yeah, but uh, it, it's interesting. I mean, like I said, luckily, Rock's got an internet and I brought my little monitor and everything. That little Sony monitor has saved my bacon so many times. I mean, that's what I used at MGC last year. That's what I used at my parents' house. Now that's what I'm using here. The thing, it, it was such a great investment. <laughs> it's, I only paid 200 bucks for it. I got two games with it, and I use it constantly. So very happy with that little monitor. Uh, also cracked open, finally, uh, the, even though you told me a couple weeks ago I should, uh, the Midway Arcade Origins. Ah. Yeah, so I brought that along, and actually I didn't crack it open originally. Rock did. Uh, but ended up playing a few games on there. Unfortunately, there's a couple games that just do not translate well to those controls. You know, there's Marble Madness on there. Well, uh, I don't have a trackball. Uh, Rampart, I don't have a trackball. Yeah. Spy Hunter well, is next to impossible to play on that game, or on that controller. Spy Yeah, Spy Hunter, those those games are the ones that... Spy Hunter 720 and Marble Madness are always the ones that yeah. are the most difficult to get a good translation simply because of the controls. But you would think 720 would work fine because that was... It wasn't an analog controller, but it, it was basically a spinner controller, but the joystick was set up at an angle of 45 degrees, and it had a rollerball on top. You would think you'd be able to do that but, with an analog stick. But that's the thing. Nobody's ever been able to get it right. I get that. It just never works. Uh, Marble Madness, though, I had a version of it on the Apple IIc, and however they used – I don't remember how it controlled, but it was really good well even the 2600 I, version of that worked great even without the trackball for some reason that 2600 mm, version was very playable yeah yeah that's the thing i mean there's there's some yeah there's some where the controls just don't work and some that surprised me like the super sprint and and those where notoriously they have horrendous controls yeah. the one on the psn is one of the worst uh, one of the ever. worst psn games ever released they actually control really well in this. That's another funny thing. Really well. Like, there's a couple of games on that collection that I have the PSN versions, and those are the arcade ROMs, too. Like, uh, uh, um, I want to say Warlord, but it's not Warlord. It's, uh, wow, am I tired tonight. What's the one where... Rampart? Huh? Rampart? No. Um, the RPG one, the four-player one. Gauntlet. Oh, Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Yeah. Like Gauntlet, and there's a couple other ones, but it, it's funny, like, it, uh, I, I went by Tournament Cyberball 2072, and I'm notorious with all my friends for Cyberball on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. I can't be beaten in that game. I literally can't be beaten in that game. I don't know what it is, but even my friends that are incredible at Tecmo Bowl, incredible at other, every other football game, I cannot be beaten in Cyberball. So right when he saw that, he's like, oh, I don't want to play that. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is nothing like the Cyberball on the Genesis. That was easy to figure out. And the cool thing is, Turnout Cyberball on the Midway collection is actually dual screen. So they split it in half, and it's two screen, just like the arcade version. So even if you're mm. playing on one screen, the other one's still going with the demo, you know, with, with all the track mode stuff. Yeah. I that was kind of cool. 
but you know, Rampart's on there. Uh, Rampage, one of my all-time favorite games in the arcade. Yeah. Uh, Rampage, I played a lot of, and um, Tubin's a lot of fun. Uh, Rock tried Xenophobe out, and that was pretty hilarious. He's terrible at it. Isn't that a crazy game? It is. It's not. We used to play in the arcade all the time. Um, gosh, what else did I play? I played a ton of the games on there. Tried Spy Smash Hunter, TV. Smash TV, one of my all-time favorites on the SNES. Uh, God, that game works so perfectly on the SNES. Um, yeah, Smash TV, we played, uh, uh, what's the sequel to it? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Total Carnage, Total Carnage. Total Carnage. It's kind Carnage. of a pseudo-sequel to the game, because it's actually a scrolling uh, title, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great package and uh, a lot of extras, but they, they did a nice job with it. You know, they give you some access to the dip switch stuff and uh, the, the visuals are great. I even like the, the, all the little wallpapers they have behind all the games. Yeah. Really, really cool. And the, f- the full-on, proper, uncompressed, perfect audio yes. straight off the arcade games yes. for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a fantastic collection. You know, I, I, it sucks that I had to wait this long to do it. I just haven't had time to play it, but... Um. Yeah, really fantastic. A lot of games on there. There's a couple stinkers, but uh, overall, some great. You know, like Sinistar alone is worth its weight in gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. live. Uh, but I mean, there's some great games on there. Rupert Tapper, and uh, I mean Tapper. We used to play at Shakey's all the time. And um, gosh, I mean, I could just go through all of them, but I won't. I won't bore you. But seriously, even if you're not an old gamer like Josh and I, it's worth checking it out. I mean, it's, it's a great collection. It's pretty cheap. And if you want to see kind of the history of gaming from a certain perspective, this is a great way to do it. And uh, you'll see how spoiled you are now. <laughs> but there's some great games in there, that, like Wizard of War. Wizard of War I used to play every, every Saturday I had Bowling League. And they had Dragon's Lair, and they had Wizards of War, and they had a bunch of other games. Wizard of War we used to play every time. And it's so simple, really, really old game. And you can tell the games were made to get you off of them within five minutes. Like, they wanted you just plunking quarters and plunking quarters in, because that difficulty gets so crazy after a couple levels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, so I used to be freaking awesome at Stargate, which yeah. is also called Defender 2. Yeah. Um, I never saw it anywhere in an arcade as Defender 2. Everywhere I saw it around here was always Stargate. So I was always thrown off when I... And it's in this collection as Defender 2, which always throws me off when I see it. (laughs) Which is funny because since Midway was in Chicago, we usually actually had Defender 2 around here when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I saw them both, though, but... Seriously, yeah, a great I used to love that. That's another one, Defender and Stargate. Defender, where you had to have three hands to play it in the arcade. Well, yeah, they're they're tough. That one's a tough one to get the controls right on as well. Yeah. Um, because you were essentially flipping the ship back and forth, and it's, you know, if it's not done right, you can't control that at all. And this one, it's pretty decent, the controls, actually. It's it's not perfect, but it's actually pretty good compared to some of the other versions I've played of it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, so far, I'd say it's worth the money. It's, um... Yeah. Definitely. It's really impressive. Worth the money. I mean, just what they did with it. I even love the interface because uh, they, they, you know, they have the, all the arcade machines in there and you scroll through the arcade machines. And uh, even when you quit the game to go back, like load times are next to nothing in any of these. Yep. So really impressive. I, uh, so far, I really like it. Uh, and then <clears throat> since MLB 13 is kind of on the doorstep, played a literal shit ton of MLB 12 the show over the weekend uh, trying to get my it was funny I, I said on Twitter and Facebook that I'm gonna I want to get my road to the show guy done I, I want to finish him out before we get 13 
And everybody kept tweeting, like, what do you consider finished? And I said, well, when he retires, isn't that usually a finish? Because when you're playing Road to the Show, you're playing as one player. You're playing a, a, a guy in his career from yeah. the beginning to the end, and, that, and that's finished when you retire. So uh, working on that, I don't know how far I'm going to get. Uh, I'm doing pretty good so far. My numbers are, I'm hitting over 300. Uh, actually get more base on balls than usual. And, yeah, so doing pretty well, but, it, you know, it's slow going. You go through all these seasons uh, over and over. Even Road to the Show, when you just skip to what you're doing, it still takes a while. So I got some more gameplay to do and with metal gear coming and everything else uh, my time's going to be at a at a premium but uh speaking of metal gear i did play the demo finally it's huge it's like three something gig uh this is the same demo that came with um the zone of the unders hd collection it, it's gorgeous it's a great looking game it's very visceral very insane but i do, i will say god i hope the the final game has a better camera i had so many camera problems with this game anytime I would get into a battle I'd have to get somebody would be behind me I had to flip around try to do that and then when you go into the slow motion where you want to try to slice through that target they give you uh, you'd have to hold the left stick one way or the other just to try to aim them up and get them into the into the field of view so I really did have some camera problems I know I'm not the only one some other people were tweeting about it as well Um, still excited about the game I mean it it looks just fantastic you know this is Platinum Games it, it's. I think it's going to be just a, a, a technical tour de force, if you would. But uh, man, I hope to fix that that camera in the final game. That that is the only thing that worries me. <laughs> and I'm not playing the game they want me to play it, uh, or the way that they want me to play it. I'm just basically <laughs> just going in and ramming buttons. <laughs> so yeah, pretty funny. Uh, only watched a couple things. Uh, went last Thursday to Kenosha because they were the only theater doing it. They had a replay of Rift Tracks doing Manos the Hands of Fate. And it was awesome. It was really, really cool. It was all new riffs. So they didn't reuse anything from when Mystery Science Theater did Manos the Hands of Fate. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. And they did a couple shorts at the beginning. Uh, another Norman short, which is great. The first one actually, Here's Norman, or Welcome Back Norman, I think this one was. Like this old 70s education film that didn't educate you with anything. It was just this poor guy down on his luck. Like, life is beating him down, you know? Um, but Manos, I mean, it's funny because Rock said that he never actually saw that movie all the way through. He saw bits and pieces. And we, <laughs> we got done at the theater. He stood up and goes, wow, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> so it was really, really cool. Uh, you know, we I got to go down and see a friend of mine in, in Kenosha, uh, Kirsten, and... So I used to live down there. I lived down there for almost six years. So I got to go down and see her and stop by my favorite Italian uh, deli and pick up some really kick-ass cheese and a couple other things. And um, So it was a fun trip. Uh, got back late in my second day of work. So, yeah, that was a stupid thing. But anyway. Uh, and then also watched uh, all of season three of Justified in about a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we picked up the DVD at Walmart Friday night, watched the first disc, and then Saturday watched the rest of it. And uh, got all the way through season three, so now Rock's all caught up for season four that's just starting a couple weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. We actually uh, blew through a bunch of Arrow. Nice. Um, maybe into episode six or s- five or six, okay. somewhere in there. Um, which, yeah, I'm loving it. It gets better every you. episode. It, it's just, it, I, I was so expecting oh. Smallville. And oh no, I wasn't actually from the from the preview I had seen. I thought, all right, this could really be something. 
badass. But what I love about it is at the end of every episode, there's some crazy twist yeah. that makes you go, oh my gosh, I got to see what's going on next episode. And that just keeps going too. It's so good. And they did the same thing where they split the season in two, so they took a few weeks off during Christmas and everything. So yeah. it just started back up a couple weeks ago. I haven't been able to... I've only saw the first one of the of the new half of the season, and I haven't seen anything else. So I'm, I'm actually behind on that, and I'm behind on Archer, because uh, Rock's DVR took a shit. <laughs> so nice. I didn't see last week's Archer, and uh, frickin' Revy keeps like teasing at it. I'm like, shut up! I haven't seen it yet! Shut up! <clears throat> um, well, yeah. I, I do love that um, Captain Jack from Doctor Who shows he's got like a what seems to be a pretty meaty part in this. Which one's Captain Jack? Uh, oh, he, the the husband? Captain Jack, huh? Is No, no. Uh, that's Dr. Moon from Doctor Who. <laughs> well, he's also in the James Bond movies. Uh, yes. He was, he was Dr. Moon in Silence in the Library okay. in Doctor Who. Okay. Um, but uh, Captain Jack Harkness, um, he's the one that runs the some... Sh- Freaky Shadow Corporation that I don't really oh, know anything guy? about yet. Only a couple episodes in, yeah. That the wife is always going to secretly yeah. and talking to him. You do a lot more with him. Yeah, he <laughs> is. He's such a great actor, and he's awesome because he was in Doctor Who, and then they spun his character off into Torchwood. <gasps> That's where I've seen that guy before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he did Torchwood and. I just found out from her tweets that Janina Gravankar is going to be in it as well, if she hasn't Nerd. already been in it. Nerd. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it I, you know it's a cool show. Somebody tweeted that last week's episode was a little, little flat or something, but then at the end it just got insane again. I'm like, well, they're setting shit up. So yeah, I'm behind on it. So I don't even I don't even know what's going on right now because my TiVo's at home. <laughs> We're just thinking the damn sling player thing up. I might have to get a like a sling player, like a regular one. With mm, me being gone yeah. so damn much. Well, it's funny because as we were watching it, I was I was talking about how awesome would that be if they pull this Justice League movie together and they bring him Ooh. in, this actor. See, that's the and thing. This, this storyline in. This guy's been really. He was very very cardboard for the first couple of episodes, and he's really opening up now. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's obviously got the physical prowess and everything, but those first couple of episodes, I'm like, this is awesome, but this guy is really flat, like just really <laughs> stiff. But he gets better it's, and better as the show goes along. It's funny. I think it was the first episode. Yeah. He had some line read, and Lou was like, wow, that was really bad. <laughs> I probably said the same thing at the same line. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it, it is. It's, it's a fantastic show, and... and I was never. I, I probably read a couple of Green Arrow books, like not just the comics, but like some graphic novels. I, I know I read one of them. Uh, I always like. I always liked the character and everything, but I just never really got into anything but Batman, you know. And um, but it's it's really refreshing to see the show because I liked Smallville, but there were so many things about Smallville I hated that I was really worried they were going to do that with Arrow, and they didn't. So it's very refreshing. I'm very very happy. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, let's take our break, and when we come back, we'll uh, do those reviews, and we'll do some emails, and we'll talk a little bit about Zen Pinball 2 and my mighty battle where I'll lose against our team maker, because the guy is just a savant, and uh, some other stuff. (laughs) We'll be right back.
are back. And before we get to the reviews, uh, like I said, we, we teased this a while back, and uh, I finally got things organized so we can actually get going on this. A uh, large team maker uh, called into the, uh, the, the little live show thing that I did, the call-in show that I did when Josh abandoned me, left me out in the cold, <laughs> sand in my shoes, nothing to Sucker. eat, lips were all chapped, sun beating down on me, just left me to die. And uh, he he proposed a little uh, little competition between himself and my and myself. Uh, you know, just bragging rights, no prizes or anything else. And uh, we obviously want to get the community involved as well. So he and I discussed it today. And what we're going to do is I'm going to be putting a poll up on the website, uh, hopefully by the end of Tuesday here. And we're going to have a poll up there for everybody to vote on a table for Larty Maker and myself to play against each other online in Zim Pinball too. So. Uh, Rock doesn't really have a lot of upload here, so we have to wait until I'm home. And it looks like I'll be home probably on around the 9th. So we're going to look at around that weekend to do this uh, sometime that night. I'm going to make sure it's at night so that uh, it's like 2 in the morning for him and I'm at an advantage. <laughs> we'll figure out a time. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be putting the poll up. But uh, he gave me his top five tables. I gave him my top five tables. And a few of them actually kind of line up. So... Uh, his his top five are World War Hulk, Spider Man, Epic Quest, El Dorado, and Captain America. Uh, my top five are World War Hulk, Epic Quest. So we agree on those. El Dorado we agree on, and then my other ones are Plants vs Zombies and the Mars Table. Actually, which uh, he's got a really low score on. So vote for that, everybody. So <laughs> we're gonna leave the the voting open for like a week or so, and uh, you know we'll, we'll obviously. Or maybe, I don't know, if I get that up uh, Tuesday night, maybe we'll leave it open for a week and we can announce it on the podcast or something. But looking to do it maybe on the 9th. We haven't figured out the date yet, but it'll be that weekend. So two weekends from now, we'll take care of it. Uh, I'll be streaming everything live because I'll be home that weekend, and uh, we'll be streaming it and you know hopefully get that up there and everybody can hear it and everybody can watch how we do. And we're just going to do one table. So it's it's one time only. So if we completely screw up on it and the other guy can win, and we're not really going to any specific score. It's just who gets the highest score. So if it's Plants vs. Zombies, this could go on for a couple of hours, I'm just saying. <laughs> if one of us gets on a run, this could go on for a long time. Uh, but yeah, we're going to use the built-in, you know, play-against-each-other thing with the the PlayStation Eye cameras and everything else, and I'll be streaming that out on our Twitch page. So uh, get over there, root, root for us, get over there to the website at psnation.com, and vote on your favorite table, vote on the table you think that we should play, and, uh, you know, we'll play whichever one you guys vote for. So it should be a lot of fun. And uh, thanks to, to William for his patience for me to get this taken care of. Um, oh, look, we just got a copy of Disgaea 2 Cursed Memories for the PSN. Ah, cool. Mm. Ah. <clears throat> and then all of our writers cannot say anything when I say who wants to review this because nobody likes RPGs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. All right, so uh, a couple of games to review this week, finally. And uh, who's going first? You're going first, huh, with... Uh, the Corpse Party Book of Shadows. Yeah. Okay. So it's a party with corpses, and there's a yeah. book with something with shadows in it somewhere. So, yeah, the thing with this game, it's follow-up to Corpse Party Blood Covered. Uh, at least it was called Blood Covered in the U.S. Uh, this was also a PSP game, and... Really, from the research I've done on it, I never played the game, but from the research I've done on it and the YouTube videos I've looked at, it would be beneficial mm-hmm. to play that one first. 
I wouldn't say it's required, mm-hmm. uh, but I think you'd get a hell of a lot more out of the game if you have already played the first one. Okay. Um, because essentially what this game is, it's a sequel of sorts, but what it does is it throws you right back into the same situations. It throws you back in time, and you go through all the same situations from the first game, so you know who's going to die, you know how they're going to die, and the whole idea is to try to make a different choice and try to avert that fate. Okay. If you possibly can. But if you go in not knowing any of that, <laughs> like I did... <laughs> <laughs> but, see, you, I wouldn't want to know what, what all's going to come up. I can see where... You were kind of talking about it last week where, you know, if you've played the first game, you're like, oh, crap, I know what's coming and, and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's kind of nice not knowing what's going to happen because I think the scare factor is definitely there from a different angle. Well, but see, that's the way this game is set up. It's not really built on that I and mean, the gameplay itself. And uh, that's the other thing. The first game, the gameplay looks like like an old RPG, Right. Like an old PS1 type RPG where you see like a little room and little tiny characters in there and they move around and you do things and you're partied up with a bunch of characters and things like that. This is almost like a graphic novel with a little bit of interaction to it. Okay. This is a very different feel to the game. Um, so because you have so few choices in the game... I mean, it's a lot of walking around, and it's a point-and-click adventure type thing where you where you walk to the next hallway, and you look around, and there's nothing there to click on. Okay, so then you walk to the next hallway, and you look around, and there's nothing there to click on. You walk to the next hallway, and there's something you can click on, and it's a note, and it says this. Okay, great. Walk to the next hallway, you know? <laughs> and there's there's not a lot going on in terms of things you can actually do in the game. Right. Um, it's a lot of looking at things and reading things. Uh, there are a lot of scares in it. Uh, there's some really nasty uh, scenes in it. Uh, the deaths are just horrific for some of these people. Um, but that's that's the weird thing about it. Like, the thing with the first game and the thing with this game is what you'll get is wrong endings. Okay. And when you get the wrong ending, it's game over or you can try it again. You know, you'll reload a save and you try to go in and and make a different choice. Right. Well, my problem was, especially in the very first episode, it was wrong ending, wrong ending, wrong ending, <laughs> wrong ending, wrong ending. And then finally I got something right. And it just, it gets frustrating. I mean, if I had known how things had happened in the first game, I think I would have gone through and been like, okay, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Let me try this. Okay. And it would have helped a lot. I mean, there's a frustration factor there where every time you turn around, it's like wrong ending. What the fuck? What am I supposed to do here? You know? Um, because it does you sound think like an old school game. <laughs> it is. It is in a way. Um, it's cool. You know, it's you go through one person's story and you get to the end of their story and then you unlock the next one. 
And that's how you have to, there's like five of them, I think it was. Uh, and to get to each of them, you have to unlock one to get to the next, to get to the next, to get to the next, mm. or you can't play them. Um, I think I mentioned last week when we were talking about it, it's, there is a pretty cool thing where if you have a save file from the original game, you can pull that in. It unlocks a bunch of stuff when you start up the game. That is really cool. Um, it's all Japanese dialogue, uh, English subtitles. Uh, there, there really isn't a lot of gameplay per se in the game. Um, but it's a unique experience, you know. It's a really wild experience, especially when you get into... I mean, the way they work it, because you're just looking at pictures, essentially, most of the time. Right. And as you walk into a room or walk down a hallway, the size of the room or the size of the hallway is slightly bigger than your screen. So you have to scroll a little bit to the left and right and up and down mm. to see everything. Interesting. You know, or you might miss something. Uh, so you're moving your cursor all over the place, just scanning for something. Well, you walk into a room and maybe you'll see a ghost there mm. and it's sitting in the corner and it's just a picture of a ghost and you hear the voice and it's talking to you and you're like, Oh yeah, well, great. A ghost. And, <laughs> And then and Scooby the and Shaggy like, walk I'm, in and they pull the hood off to reveal the old man that owns the amusement park. <laughs> but now here's the kicker. You know, you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, it's no big deal. And it's saying creepy things. And the person is like, I'm getting a really bad feeling about this. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Well, then all of a sudden it flashes the face of the ghost right up on your screen, <laughs> right up next to you. And you're like, ah, and you freak out. Now, did you do the right thing and play this in the dark with headphones? Yes. All right, good man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the way they did the audio, it's pretty cool because I actually, you unlock um, interviews and things with the voice actors and all kinds of stuff. Mm. And I was listening to one of those, and uh, this girl, she's ta- and it's all in Japanese, of course, with subtitles. Um, but she's talking about how weird it was recording it because they essentially have like like a styrofoam head. And that's got the microphones and everything in it. Okay. So she'll get up really close to one of the ears and whisper something, oh. you know, or she'll go behind it and talk. And she'll go, so that's how they got the audio for that's it. Like cool. she's moving all around the head to record all the different dialogue. And that's how you get it all around you. And it's just, it's freaky at times. Now, did um, you do like I, I mentioned and plug the old pulse headset in there and turn on the, the effects? I didn't. <gasps> I didn't. Uh, I'm going to have to try that. I forgot to do it. Uh, actually, that that reminds me of something. Uh, pause the review, everyone, for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tweeted me. I don't think this is possible. I don't even know if you've tried this. They were tweeting me asking me if it's possible to play a game with the Pulse headset, you know, on the PS3, mm-hmm. and plug the wire in to like your iPod or the Vita no. or something and listen to the podcast. No. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Because basically, I think when you plug in the cable, it overrides the wireless. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to try it, but I figured you might have tried something no. like that. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. Now, so. But I mean, if you're playing a game with custom soundtracks, you can just load the podcast onto the game that way and listen to the podcast. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Back to the review. <laughs> um, There's no mixer built into it, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's seven chapters, actually. Yeah. 
so there's seven chapters in the game. Um, it's interesting though, because like, I think if, I think it would be better. I think I would like to go back and play the original game and, and try it out at least. Uh, because even in this game, they really, they really push that, you know, that you've jumped back in time. Cause I think I mentioned this last time, the, the one girl, as things are happening in this buildup to, to where they get sent away, um, she keeps saying she's having these feelings of intense deja vu, but this is more than anything she's ever felt. She feels like she's actually done this before and she's remembering things and she doesn't understand why and, and all that stuff. Uh, and that's what comes about that you are being thrown back. And even one of the spirits you, you run into says, yes, you've been here before and you keep coming back and you're always going to keep coming back, but maybe you can change your fate. So why don't you try? And that's the whole point of the game. Okay. Uh, So it helps if you've played the first one because you'll know what's coming and this is your chance to potentially change your fate. Um, It's you're at this place called heavenly. I should mention that the, the place you're at, it's called heavenly host. It's an old school where all these murders and crazy things happened and it got torn down eventually. And, um, the school you're in was built on top of it, like an ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, you get thrown. And when you get thrown into this alternate dimension, all the students that were there with you, there was like, I guess, seven of them, I said, uh, were thrown in there with you. But they were all thrown in to like different dimensions. They're, they're in the same place, but at different times almost or in different planes of existence. Hmm, almost. Different sub-dimensions. So you can't. You can't necessarily interact with them, but you see the results of what happened to them at times, you know? So you'll see things in one episode, and in the next episode, you're like, holy crap, that's me. Now I'm going to I'm oh. gonna actually run into this thing, and I'm going to be that thing, that, that splotch on the wall, you know? Wow. <laughs> so... Trippy. Yeah, it's it's creepy. It's it's very creepy. It's kind of neat though. Um it's it runs into some of the problems that uh a lot of point and click adventures do mm-hmm. where because it's point and click and because they're waiting for you to trigger very specific things. <laughs> you're wasting a lot of time clicking on shit. It, well, it, it, there's not a lot to click on mm. in this. Okay. So what'll happen is You'll go and you'll click on, you'll go through every single room and you'll click on everything and you're like, okay, now what? There's, I can't go anywhere further. I haven't found anything. I can't pick anything up. I can't, what do I do now? So you have to start working your way back and because you've hit every single place in there, finally you've triggered something <laughs> and as you work your way back, you'll hit a point where it goes, oh, hi, you know? <laughs> Like a ghost appears or something shows up that wasn't there before or something happens, you know, (laughs) but you have to trigger it. You have to do everything to trigger it. What? I want a massage. (laughs) And you end up with the gay ghost. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's, it's cool. You know, it's, not great. It's it's a different experience, and it's not going to be for everybody. Definitely because of the the quote unquote gameplay that's there. There isn't a whole lot of gameplay per se. 
But um, I, even watching the PSP one, you know, on YouTube, it just—it was so damn creepy, and it, it was such a neat way to get a game like this and a story like this, and, and to evoke these emotions the way it did on a system that was, you know, it's essentially a portable PS2, and and instead of worrying about all the technical bullshit, they found a way to do it more with sound than anything else and creep the hell out of you, but also tell a good story. And that's what really, that's kind of what I could see even watching like 15 minutes on YouTube. It's so unique in how they do it. It's almost like this interactive story thing that we had way back in the day, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what it harkens back to. I mean, when you do have choices, it's essentially, you know, do it or don't do it. You know, pick it up or leave it alone. Right. Or pull the switch or walk away. You know, it's it's A or B. It's black and white choices, and you, you either do it or you don't. Right. Um, you know, I picked up a flashlight, and the flashlight helped me in a room where I was able to turn it on and see something that I wouldn't have been able to see. Um, but you could have walked away without picking up that flashlight, and then you wouldn't have, you know then things wouldn't have triggered and you wouldn't have gotten to the point you need to get to. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's cool. Uh, the graphics, it looks good. There is a lot of corner cutting uh, with repetition in backgrounds, essentially. Backgrounds are identical in a lot of places or there's just a minor change here or there. You kind of expect that from a game like this. You know, it, yeah. it, it reminds me of like one of the old dungeon crawlers, like like a wizardry game or something, where it's just hallway, yeah. hallway, 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 sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to that. Uh, it is kind of neat, though, because when you move from from one student to the next... Uh, what you'll get is you're like, okay, I'm back in the same place. I know what's going on. And you jump out there and you try to go down a hallway. Well, suddenly you get to the stairs and there's desks all piled up in the stairwell blocking your way. And you're like, ooh, they weren't there last time. How did they get there? <laughs> you're right. No ooh. ordinary person could stack books this way. <laughs> yeah. So suddenly... <laughs> Easy, Bankman. So suddenly... <laughs> everything is different. You know, even though it's the same hallways and it's the same place and you know where things are, like a new area might be open up to you that wasn't open up to the other person. Uh, so you are seeing more and you're seeing different things. Um, but there are creepy ghosts in there that essentially want to kill you. That's all they want to do. And you're going to run into them, and you're going to try to get away from them, and you're going to try to avert your fate, and that's the whole point of the game. Mm. So the graphics are pretty good, you know, a little bit of repetition there. Um, There is that creep factor of just the disgusting stuff you see at times, and the the nice bath with the two girls, and um, the... Just the the flashes of of things that jump onto the screen and jump off real quick within a second and just freak you out. Um, so that's cool. Uh, the music is pretty good. It's it's a little repetitious, but you're not really paying attention to that. You're really trying to figure out what's going on there, and you're you're listening for those creepy ghosts and things like that. Um, the other the other sound is really good. What we what we were talking about earlier, yeah. where they're it's all around your head and stuff like that. And it's all over the place and it's best to play it with headphones. It really is. Um, what else? It's a single player game. 
that's uh, well, but it's good. What it sounded like they actually kind of want you to play with headphones. Yeah, yeah, they really do, and you really should, um, especially with a PSP or a Vita. The speakers are okay, but yeah, you know you're, you're not gonna always going to have much much better sound. Because it sounds like they actually what did you say that's like binaural uh, stereo? So they binaural actually lot, encoded yeah. it to to work better if you have headphones on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the sound is great. The sound is a big part of the game, um, and it's cool. You know, I, I actually I like it a lot. Um, it's got some issues with it, you know, just in the 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 way it all presents everything, and and the frustration factor if you haven't played the first one and you're really trying to figure out everything out from just from scratch, yeah. essentially. Um, but you know, it's a very good game. I, I I'd give it a B plus. Oh, cool. And I would say, if you uh, if you're curious about the game, go look up a YouTube video on the on the PSP version, the first one, because it will I think it'll give you a good idea of what the game's about. Yeah, and the first one looks very very different than this one. Um, but yeah, it gives you that idea of of really what what this whole thing is about and how creepy it is and just how strange it is. Um, I don't think I mentioned when you move, like, like I, I told you, you're seeing this hallway and you're seeing the nurse's office and you're seeing the classroom and everything, but to move from place to place, you hit the left trigger and it brings up a mini map and the mini map is essentially squares, you know, hallway, hallway, <laughs> awesome. hallway, hallway, nurse, nurse's office. And you can jump, like if you're here in the hallway, you can move your cursor all the way over like 15 squares to this classroom and your character will sort of move quickly over there. So you don't have to slowly walk square to square to square to square to get there. Uh, What I've noticed though, if something has to trigger and you're halfway there, it'll trigger, it'll stop you in wherever you are, whatever hallway you're in that it needs to trigger something and it'll trigger. Mm, Okay. Uh, so you don't have to worry about missing something critical like that's that. That's actually pretty cool, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way it is. Because, essentially, the story has already been told. You know, the game is already written in stone that your character is going to hit their potential demise <laughs> at this place, at this time. At any moment. Yeah. So... It has to do things like that. Um, but it works. It actually works pretty well. Cool. So it's cool. I, I would like to play the first one uh, to just get a better handle on what's going on here. But it is a good game. Awesome. Yeah, I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing that sometimes. So maybe bring the Vita to, uh, to MGC, obviously, and I'll try it out if I get a chance. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Bring the Vita to MGC? Yeah, well, Why you would know, I do something like yeah, that? Yeah. We'll try to play some games there. We never get a chance to, but we'll try. Instead, we'll get we'll get yelled at for playing games instead of talking to people. So, uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, a game that I've I've really wanted to review last week, but I didn't get the online stuff done. And um, well, just to tell you now, I didn't get the online stuff done yet because I've been trying to get on to play something, and nobody's on the competitive online and the co-op online, which allows up to four player to, players to play co-op. Uh, every time I try to get into something, I get kicked from the room, and I haven't been able to connect with anyone. So 
I really do want to try a co-op because I think the game is kind of built for it, but I think I've played enough of it to actually give it a pretty fair review. Uh, and actually, the written review will be going up uh, as soon as I actually get to try something multiplayer, so it should be up in a couple days. Uh, this is Earth Defense Force 2017 Portable. So this is not just a port of the original game that came out on the 360 a couple years ago. This is that game completely retooled and remastered, and they actually added stuff to it. So they added seven more levels to it. Uh, <clears throat> they added a few more items, that, what they call like EDF gear. And uh, also they added, um, I'm going to forget the name, but there's this character, like Pale, uh, i got to find it here. But there's this... Uh, pale Rider. Pale Ri- I was going to say Pale Rider. But there's this character from one of the other games that people really, really love, and uh, she's got a, uh, a jetpack, so you can actually fly high above everything and uh, rain terror and rain fire down upon all your enemies from the air with this jetpack. So, pretty cool. Uh, they redid a lot of the graphics as well. I I don't have my 360 here, so I couldn't check the voice acting or anything, but uh, you know, I, I, I can definitely tell you how it is. So, uh, Earth Defense Force, the whole series has been... It really has this reputation of being... It's it's a blast to play, but it's a technical nightmare. Every single one of the games, and and, and the whole series started on the PlayStation Two uh, as a budget game. Uh, it was actually this uh, simple something or other that they called it over there. Uh, but it started as a budget game, so you got what you expected. You know, you're paying a lot less for the game. It's in a bargain bin right away. So it's all these insects and these aliens invading the the planet, and they're crawling all over the buildings like an old fifties. Cheesy horror movie, you know, and you've got these big ants and you've got these big spiders and everything else. And um, even with all the technical limitations and even with, you know, all the bugs in it, uh, see what I did? Uh, it was still a fun game at its core. You know, it was just this fun, arcadey third-person shooter that you, you, know, you could topple buildings, you'd take out all these big aliens and everything else. So <clears throat> the funny thing is they've never really done anything about those aspects of the game. Uh, to this day, you know, in, in this version of the game... You kill a bunch of the ants, and their carcasses are just laying there, and you could walk up, and they pretty much move like they're made out of tissue paper, like they're made out of Kleenex. They just kind of fluff away, you know? Uh, Use a rocket launcher on... Well, dude, that's because they're aliens, (laughs) and it's their alien physiology. (laughs) Once they get into the Earth's atmosphere, their coverings quickly turn to tissue paper. That's that's possible. I, I... I saw Tom Cruise do that. <laughs> and Tim Robbins. Well, that's what, Z- when that's what happens nuts. when Zenu zaps you with his eyes, with his eye lasers. <laughs> um, so, but like there, there's stuff where my, one of my favorite things still is like there's a, a few ants like crawling on this huge skyscraper. It could be like a hundred stories high and you shoot a rocket at it and it blows up the whole building. One rocket just brings it all down. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I mean, it's cheesy, but it's still fun because you're just blowing the shit out of the city. Uh, so it's a third-person action game. You get a ton of different weapons to, to choose from. You only get to carry two, though. So that, that's a huge limitation when, when you're offered so many different weapons that you can use, especially when a lot of the weapons have a really, really limited amount of ammo. So you have to be very careful when you're choosing your weapons that you don't choose two weapons that only have six shots each, or else you're going to be running around trying to look for ammo all the time, and it's, there's just not going to drop enough. So you have to be very, very strategic in terms of what weapons you take with you at certain times. You know, more weapons unlock as you uh, pro- progress through the story, including like updated versions of the rocket launcher and the heat-seeking missile. That kind of there's a turtle missile it's called where it goes really, really slow, but it'll take out a very big en- enemy when it hits. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff. You know, you can upgrade your armor and and things like that. So it's all mission-based. Uh, the story, I mean, there's not much of a story. Like I said, it's kind of like one of those old movies where 
all of a sudden there's these huge motherships floating overhead and they start dumping all these insects all over uh, your cities and they start you know trying to tear up the cities spitting acid at you you know shooting spider webs at you that that sort of thing and you just run in with your machine gun your rocket launcher whatever else you've got and just start blowing the crap out of everything that, that's moving um and that's the core of the gameplay you know it's 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 pretty cool you just go in guns blazing uh, and and they really captured that. And and control wise, it's great on the Vita. They, they did a great job with the controls. It, it never feels janky or anything else when you're playing the regular game. Um, it's not perfect by any means. You know, it's a little floaty when you jump. You get caught on a lot of things in the environment. Like if a tree comes down, you might get caught on it. That sort of thing. But um, they actually did a pretty decent job. I do own the 360 version of this game, by the way, the original. And uh, so I've played it quite extensively. Um, but the problems come in. Uh, there's a lot of different problems in the game. There's these technical issues, basically, the, these deficiencies, if you will. Uh, basically, the developers just didn't take the time to, you know, polish things. There's no polish. So the first thing is, uh, and I mentioned this last week, when you get into a, a, a different vehicle, so you've got like a mech that you can that you can uh, drive, or you've got a helicopter, you've got a tank. Driving these things is next to impossible. Uh, the tank is really touchy. It doesn't go where you want it to go. Uh, the mech. Uh, I think I said in the written review I changed it a little bit and I said it has the turning radius of an aircraft carrier. Uh, it, it's downright awful. <clears throat> you can still move the turret and everything, but uh, yeah, actually walking with the thing is just a nightmare and the helicopter is very, very touchy at, at best. The other problem with the vehicles is you don't get any reticle. You don't have any type of crosshairs whatsoever, no matter what you do. And that basically means you just pretty much have to eye it up. And when you've got all these hordes of enemies coming at you because... Really, there's no AI in the game. It's just pretty much kill your character. They might every now and then one of them might go after one of your teammates or something like that. But pretty much they're just all going to hunch down on you, uh, which you know it gets a little frustrating from time to time. But uh, if you've got the right weapons, they won't get anywhere near you. Uh, but like graphics-wise, it looks really good on that Vita screen. This is not a AAA title by any means, but it looks really good uh, in most cases. You know, the textures are decent. But, like, they have these these little flying UFOs that come after you later on, and they're all made out of this really shiny metal. So are some of the mechs that come after you. It looks great. Like, that stuff looks awesome. Like, really, really polished. Uh, just very crisp, very clear, and, and pretty decent animation, too. Uh, but like I mentioned last week, like, you have these, uh, like these mothership things that come in, and they're basically invincible until they open the bottom up when they dump all the enemies out. And you can shoot these little, like, red cores in the middle of the bottom, basically. Kind of like Independence Day without Randy. Oh, I was going to say, you could send Randy Quaid up. <laughs> right up the poop shoot. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but when you take one of these things down, like I mentioned, uh, there's no big fanfare. There's no fireworks up in the air. There's no huge explosion. You see a little bit of smoke kind of puff out of it, and then it literally just falls straight down to the ground and then through the ground. disappear below you so it's that kind of stuff you know um it, it's pretty crazy uh i don't know how to describe it but it, it's a very frantic arcadey action game at, at its core um the, you know there's a lot of different uh i think i'm trying to think there's like five or six different difficulties to choose from and it lets you adjust the difficulty so if you're in a mission and you failed a couple times you can actually say all right i want to i want to lower the difficulty here and try to get through this mission i think it affects the trophies obviously but personally who cares uh, voice acting is actually pretty decent overall. I mean, there's some junk, but it's actually pretty decent. The, the musical score is phenomenal, though. It is fantastic. Like, really, really great soundtrack. 
Uh, unfortunately, that's where the sound design kind of stops being good because gunshots, rockets, explosions, anything like that comes at a whisper. You barely hear anything. You don't, you don't even know you're shooting your gun half the time when you're using your machine gun. Uh, the only reason you know you shot a, a rocket or missile is because a little bit of smoke comes out the back. So it's a really big mixed bag. Like you get these great effects sometimes, but other t- like some nice lighting, especially uh, some cool trail effects off some of the weapons. But at other times, it seems like the chanciest thing you've ever played in your life. So very mixed bag. But you need to know this going in. And I mean, obviously, you can go to YouTube and check out the games because even the PS2 games back in the day, the newer games, and there's another one coming out this year, uh, Earth Defense Force 2025, I believe, is is slated for this year. And I can almost guarantee you it's going to be the same kind of thing where it's got all these cool things, it's a lot of fun to play, but at the same time, there's a lot of technical problems where you know ships fall through the ground, that kind of thing. Um, the other problem I had was, like I said, the the really dumbed-down enemy AI, AI. I think there's also like just a lot of holes in the terrain and everything. Uh, there's this one level where you're in a cave, and you're going through all these big caves trying to take them all out. And I could see one enemy on my on my map, and I could see him there. I just don't know. How, I couldn't find out how to get to him. I walked around for a good 20 minutes and finally found him like stuck in this little corner way off in the distance where I hadn't even been before. And the problem is the mission wouldn't end until I killed that last guy. So you're just walking around, walking around like, you've got to be kidding me. And your AI teammates aren't smart enough to go find him, so you have to go find this enemy and take it out. So, yeah, I mean, as per the series has always been, a little sloppy in that respect. But at its core, it's a fun game. It really is. It's just inexplicably fun. It, it's It's... But you have to like kind of the cheese ball stuff. If you're looking for Uncharted, if you're looking for Gears of War, you're, you, this is far from it. But it's a fun game. Uh, like I said, online, it looks like the stuff's cool, but I haven't been able to get it to work. There aren't, there's nobody playing competitive, and in co-op, I could just never get into a game. So unfortunately, I can't really... I, I can kind of rate this on the, on the multiplayer saying that it doesn't work <laughs> because it hasn't worked for me yet. Uh, but I, you know, I, I really don't think that's a big selling point for the game, even though it's an addition this time around. Because the co-op... I actually think the co-op, if it works, because remember Joel and I played the PS3 one last year online, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So if they if they even emulated how it worked in the PS3 on this version, I think it would be a lot of fun co-op. But I don't know if there's voice chat. I don't know. You know I don't know. I just don't. And obviously, if I finally get it to work, uh, I'll make an addendum to that on the podcast. I'm, I'm going to hold off on the written review until I try to get it to work some more. So hopefully I'll get it to work. But the biggest crux of this whole game is the price. And normally I wouldn't let it bother me. I try not to, but with this one, I think they've really done this game a disservice because they're asking thirty nine ninety nine for this game. That's the price of a bunch of AAA titles on the Vita. And you're asking that kind of a price. You're demanding a AAA price for a game that was never built to be a AAA game. Ever. They know they're not building a AAA game. And I think at like twenty to twenty five dollars, this game would have been like a no brainer for a lot of people that just want a stupid, brainless action game. And I, you know, it. it, it I normally wouldn't let it affect the review, but it does affect the review. I, I really do think it affects the review. Um, fans of the series, you're gonna love it though. It's it's. I think it's. This is actually one of the best EDF games out. Seriously, it looks great on the Vita. Uh, they did a really nice job with it. The soundtrack is awesome. I mean, that core gameplay is there. And they really beefed it up. I mean, they, they they gave you a lot more weapons to play with, a lot more items, even though I found myself only using the machine gun and either the rocket launcher or the missile launcher, the heat seeker. 
because they just work really well. <clears throat> um, so with that in mind, I gave it a C plus. Fans of the series are going to be really happy with it. If you're new to it, go look, go check it out on YouTube. Maybe even check out like a PS2 version of the game or something like that. So you know what you're getting into. But for those fans out there uh, of the series, I think you'd be really happy with it. But that price point really kills it. And I'm not the only one saying that. A lot of people are. So buy it with caution. It's download only, by the way. So actually, I should let me find the size really quick, too, since I, got my, I actually brought my Vita with me this time. let's see here info it is only 636 megabytes and it's not like I said it's not a port of the the 360 version this game's been completely remastered retooled which is pretty cool so uh, really happy to see that and I don't have to pay to play it it online although the 361 doesn't have online So there you go. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, they did a great job, but that price, just man, that price kills it, in my opinion. So, anyway. On to the emails. We actually have emails this week. What's wrong with people? <clears throat> oh, and by the way, uh, thanks to our, our writer, Eric. Uh, he stepped up in a big way with that Disgaea, too. So I was ripping on the guys, because we always laugh about the RPGs, because nobody ever wants them. But uh, Eric st- stepped up right away and took Dis- Disgaea to Cursed Memories. So uh, thank you, sir. Thank you for stepping up. Just wanted to say that. All right. First email is from Jeff Campanozzi. Uh, he says, what's up, Glenn and Josh? Just want to let you guys know that since 2010, I've listened to every episode. Oof. Must be in prison. And by the way, it is the number one PlayStation podcast <laughs> by far. Yeah, surpassed. Thank you. Uh, my first question is about the recently announced game Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Coming from someone that is not familiar with the series, can you give me a little rundown of what the series is about? Wait, it's a series. Well, it's <laughs> actually I looked it up because yeah. I watched it's the trailer for this one, but I didn't know it was a series. Yeah. Well, it's a role-playing game originally. I figured. Like a pen and paper RPG. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like an old D&D type role-playing game. Um, oh, there's so many things we could say right now. <laughs> Mom, want the Pop-Tarts? Yes, maps on the wall. Yeah. Well, I did that before when I, was, when I was in high school, so I can't say too much. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so well it it came out in 88 uh that was the first Holy one crap. so it was really um based on the works of was it called cyberpunk uh, back then neuro cyberpunk uh so it was like uh neuromancer uh right. what's his name william gibson yeah. uh and those guys it's that type of thing uh so really, that's what you're looking at. Okay. Uh, an RPG based on that type of world. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I watched the trailer of the new game, but unfor- I mean, it's a teaser. So unfortunately, it's just like this pre-rendered video, you know, with this hot chick, and all of a sudden you see she's got like cybernetic uh, uh, attachments on her arms and bullets are bouncing off her and everything else. It doesn't tell me anything, though. 
as usual, and this is why I always bitch mm-hmm. about like the, the VGA awards, because they never show freaking gameplay. They just show us these concept videos and everything else. I want to know what the game's about. I want to know what the game looks like. Yeah, you know, your best bet, go to Wikipedia and hang on, let me find it. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2020. Podcast? Cyberpunk 2020, type that into Wikipedia, and it gives you a whole good background on what the game okay. is. Uh, here it is. Based on the works of William Gibson, yeah. Brian Sterling, and other authors, authors of the Mirror Shades group. Okay. It includes a number of elements now associated with the 80s, such as the idea of style over substance and glam rock. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, I look look through that because that actually gives a really good background of what the what the game world is about and these mega corporations that are in there remember when that was the big thing the mega, mega corporation syndicate man yeah syndicate syndicate and uh some of the main characters in in the series of books and things like that that came out with it so yeah i'd, I'd say go through there and that'll give you an idea of what it's all about um so if he's and been listening to the podcast since 2010, wouldn't he know better than to ask us about something like that? <laughs> you never know. And my next question is, the in guys, the Lord of the Rings, the second movie? <laughs> it's it's being developed by CD Part Project Red. Yeah, I get a lot uh, of emails from those Witcher. guys, actually, and I never really pay attention yeah. to them. Because for a long time, they Me only too. did PC stuff. And, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. So. Well, see, and their name is not good. No. Because when I first started getting those emails, I'm like, why do I care that you've got like some red laser CD? Who the (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't reading into what these emails were. And then when I read into a little bit of it, I was like, it's PC stuff. I don't need this. Yeah. 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 Well, they were the ones that did The Witcher 2, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay Um, more attention now. Yeah, but. But they're working on... Uh, that's the whole point. They're doing the RPG based on this property. So mm. I would say definitely look at uh, Wikipedia. That'll give you a good basis, at least, a background on what the story is and, and sort of the settings yeah. and main players in it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's probably the best thing to do. We're, we're the last guys you want to ask about this kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I will keep an eye out more now. If, if we start getting those emails again, I'll I'll definitely keep an eye out. Yeah. I mean, this was not something that I ever played. I didn't even know this one existed. Yeah. Uh, me neither. Um, and he says, uh, the other question he has is about Killzone Mercenaries. What do you guys expect from the new Guerrilla Cambridge FPS Vita game? Uh, the rumor is we're going to find out later this week. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, I hope it's. I hope it'll do more to capture my imagination because the trailer I saw when we all saw yeah. it back when, I didn't think it looked that good, and I wasn't really thrilled with the idea of it. But well, that was me. I know a lot of people loved it and were like, "Oh, this is going to be awesome," and I'm like, ah. "The thing is, they're making it for a portable platform, so it's not going to be. It's. I'm assuming it's not going to have." Like a regular Killzone story, I think it's going to be very mission-based, kind of like Unit 13, where they're trying to yeah. mold it more for a mobile gaming experience where you're playing in small chunks. It just seems like that's what we're seeing with a lot of games. 
Um, but uh, I, you don't need to do that for a mobile platform. You can have a full-on, like you can have Killzone 3. I understand that, but the problem is... Because you're going from... iPhone and Android and all these other level. mobile platforms are the ones that are pushing this because they're... Everybody's going to iPhone development because it's it's popular and it's actually working. People are successful on iPhone. And those kind of games are all set up to be in like even five minute chunks to thirty minute chunks. And that's everybody but, says, Oh, well that works. Well that's why the no. first person shooter got so hot for a long time because everybody was making a first person shooter because that worked and it's selling. I don't buy I, I think I don't buy that people are making money off it because of what the games are. I think people are making money off of it because every freaking person has a phone in their pocket. Yeah. And not every person has Vita in their pocket. Not every person has a 3DS but in their pocket. you're expecting gaming. Because that... everybody has a phone in their pocket. But... And non-gamers have these phones in their pocket. They're more apt to go, ooh, look, games. Neato. And they don't have to be sophisticated games. They don't have to be clever games. They just have to be time waster bullshit and that's what a lot of the games are and those are the ones that make all the money but you have to Angry tell marketing words. people you're expecting games marketing people and games pr people and people that make the decisions about video games and what they do and all that stuff to actually understand that kind of thing and you what, what we've learned <laughs> you're asking people whose job it is to yeah, know this what we learned know it. <laughs> what i've learned and what you've learned in in the years that we've done this podcast I mean, I remember vividly a couple of PR people that we talked to for interviews, and we talked to them ahead of time, and it, it was maybe a game that was uh, kind of in a series that had been around forever, like even on the SNES and the NES and everything else, and you talk to these people, and they don't know the first thing about the series. They don't know any of the history. They don't understand any aspects of the game, except that this game has 50 levels, and you're, you play a blob that jumps on top of things, and it's all they understand, yet they're the ones making yeah. all these ultimate decisions about things. That's what's so frustrating about some stuff, and that's why, you know, we, we get into some conversations that we do when we have people on for interviews before we record it. <laughs> because we're calling them out on stuff, and they don't, they don't know that, you know, it's... You try to ask them some deep questions, and the people that they put on the phone with us don't know the answers. Because they're just, you know, oh, I was just assigned to this game. You know, yeah. and, and that's the reality of it, and it sucks. So I, I think that's what we're going to see. I'm sure it'll have some kind of a, a tie, a story that ties all the missions together, essentially. I'm sure it's going to have some kind of a progression, but I really do see it coming out as more of smaller chunks. Ooh. Yeah, and, and I bet you anything the, the multiplayer is going to be four on four. Unfortunately. Probably. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I'd love to see even a six on six or an eight on eight, but just seeing from history already on the, on the Vita, the multiplayer is going to be limited and it and the thing is the infrastructure can handle it i don't understand why they do it but you know the, the simple fact of the matter is they're still building this shit with ad hoc in mind even though i you know i have well i'm here at rock's place right now so he and i can play something but i don't have people to play games ad hoc i just don't unless i have mgc you know and and this isn't japan but nobody thinks of that yeah, yeah. well uh he finished the ps Thanks, guys, for giving PS Nation fans awesome content every week. And his PSN ID is Gandalf underscore Gray 87. <laughs> I don't know. I heard 85 is better. Nerd! Nerd! <laughs> <laughs>
this next one will be easy. Uh, this is from Head Trauma Bob. <laughs> and he says, I was wondering why the new Ratchet and Clank game hasn't shown up as available for the Vita. You guys are awesome. Signed, Head Trauma Bob. Uh, I, didn't they push that date back to this month? Or February they moved it back there. And they yeah. did, yeah. And I was waiting on the review for that because I said, oh, it's coming out soon. Then I can just do the review of both of them together and it would be better that way. And it's, yeah. Uh, and that's I'm for full frontal assault for anybody wondering. Uh, yeah, they, yes. they announced. Or Q-Force in Europe. Yeah. Uh, they announced, I think, back in November, December time frame that the game was going to be delayed on the Vita. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's your answer. That was easy. Why, not, why aren't they all easy like that? Well, here's another easy one. Uh, it's from Jeff C. I this and he's one. probably he's probably the one. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, uh, Keith Orion actually okay. won it. Because <laughs> I read this and I'm like, is this the guy that won it? <laughs> <laughs> he said he just wanted to know when you will have the lucky lucky bastard <laughs> who won bastard. from Extra Life the guest seat for one of the podcasts. Yeah, uh, like I said, Keith actually he lives in Milwaukee, which is kind of funny, uh, but. He works third shift, and I haven't talked to him too much about this yet, but we had it planned, or we were kind of planning on it, and then all this shit happened with my job and me having to come down here and all the other stuff. So uh, we have not forgotten him. He's actually a pretty good friend of the show, and uh, it's kind of cool that someone in Milwaukee got it done. I actually kind of want to, you know, if I had my druthers, I'd actually kind of like to find a way to maybe to come down or meet him somewhere that we could sit down and, and be at the same table while we hook up with Josh and do it that way, but... You know, we'll have to figure all the logistics out. But since he's so close, it'd be kind of cool to be able to do that. And obviously, we don't want to do MGC with him because we have everybody on on the show at MGC. And, you know, what he did in donating that amount of money and everything, it's kind of a special thing. And, and I don't want to cheapen it by, you know, doing something that he would normally do anyway if he was at MGC. I mean, we would have him sit with us anyway. So, yeah. we, you know, he... he he donated for the opportunity to be on a full show with us for some crazy, stupid reason. Uh, so we're going to honor that, you know, and, and so we just got to figure out all the details and everything. So it'll happen. It'll happen. That poor bastard. Masochist. I don't know. I don't know, man. Some people just like the, uh, like the pain. Oh, my God. This is a big email. All right. Uh, last one. This, uh, this comes to us from... Uh, Rolbing? Rub- L? No, Reebing? R-U-I-B-I-N-G. I don't know what that says. All right. I'm just letting you go right. with it. Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. On the last show, Josh mentioned having difficulty finding a new PS2 at a fair price these days, which I forgot to go buy that store, by the way. My fault. Uh, so I thought I, I thought I would offer a suggestion based on my experience. Uh, just last week, I was looking for one myself as a backup to my Slim, uh, the SCPH9000X model, if I ever, uh, if it ever dies. Uh, brand new, sealed, slim PS2s are typically selling for around $150 on eBay and Amazon merchants. Uh, however, some slims are the older SCPH7000X models that have external power supplies. TigerDirect.com, and he gives us the SKU number, is selling the latest slim PS2 model for $129.99 plus $5 shipping. And he gave us the link. I just received it yesterday and can confirm that this is brand new, a sealed SCPH 90001CB model. I know it's pricier than MSRP, but it's still the cheapest from a reputable online retailer. Love the show. Keep it up. Best regards, Reebing. Reebing. <laughs> That's 
That's his PSNID, R-U-I-B-I-N-G. Uh, I I went to the link. It's the black one. I want the silver one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I'm never going to get the silver one, but uh, that is, you know, that's a decent price for the black one. For brand and new one, They've too. got them in stock. Yeah. So... If you want to grab one, one twenty nine ninety nine is not so bad. You, you got to remember um, too, uh, Josh. Now that I'm down here, I have a couple Mega Me exchanges to go to, and there's one actually kind of where I buy where I work because I work downtown Milwaukee. And there's that one on the east side of town that is pretty. I mean, it's it's a little jog off of where I'm at. So I, if I get time, maybe next week I'll run by there and see if they have any because that one is actually one of the bigger shops in town, and they do a lot of hardware there. Hmm. So I'll look. I'll I'll look for you. Yeah. There's a lot of places. It's funny. Wisconsin actually has a lot of used games places. The problem is they usually cut off at like the Super NES. So Turbo Graphics, no. NES is find, you know, harder to find. Any of the old classic stuff you can't find. But PS2 stuff is pretty uh, pretty abundant up here still. So, yeah, huh. I'll look for you. I got your back. I got your back. Or else MGC will take a little trip. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, really quickly, don't forget to head over to psnation.com, hit the forums up, and uh, check out you know any of the gaming nights that we've got going on. Uh, because of the maintenance last week, like I said, uh, we've still got close quarters. Oh, no. Actually, we, we've got close quarters running on the Battlefield server now. I think we're going to switch it Thursday. Uh, I haven't talked to Bitaman about it yet. So uh, we usually typically try to get on Thursday nights, uh, but the server is actually running right now as we speak. I think he put it up for a month. So... Uh, just look for PS Nation as one word in the server browser and add it to your favorites. And it's been full, like a lot. We've actually had a lot of people on it. Uh, if I'm around, I can actually kick people to make room for people and stuff like that, too. So, ha ha ha. But again, thanks to Bitaman for, for renting that server for us. That's really kick ass. And uh, it's been going to good use. We've been playing on it quite a bit. Uh, and, and I know they got some Need for Speed stuff going on, some Black Ops 2, if you're interested in that. Some other people have been posting about maybe getting some co op going in certain games. Uh, so check that out. Uh, there's a Gamer Night section over on our forums at psnation.com, and pretty badass. Uh, MGC, uh, like we said, coming up, I think, March, what is it, March 22nd? Something like that? Late in March. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Get your hotels taken care of. Uh, like I said, uh, go to the link on the midwestgamingclassic.com website, and you can get the special deal at 89 bucks a night, which is a great deal. Uh, normally, the rooms are going... For for two beds, the rooms are going, I think, for 110 right now if you go through their website. So getting a really good deal and uh, saving some cash. Uh, myself, Two Hands Revy, Mark, I believe Mark's wife, Jesse, and Scott and maybe Scott's wife, Sarah, we're all, and my buddy Adam actually is going to come along. Uh, we're all going to go out Friday night, uh, this Friday, and check out the place that we're looking at for dinner and karaoke on Friday night. So uh, we've got a few more people on uh, on the bus list. It's actually looking pretty good right now. Uh, Symphonia Sam's joining us. Gruel's joining us. And we know he'll do some great karaoke. Uh, <laughs> so we've got a pretty good group of people going already. Uh, you know, please, like I said, if you even if you're thinking about going, let us know on the forums over on psnation.com. Uh, we've got a whole Midwest Gaming Classic 2013 section. We've got uh, a thread going for every night there, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, if you want to go Friday night with us, please, please let us know. And if you're bringing somebody else, let us know so we can get a, a decently accurate head count so we can look into that bus. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, we, want, we want to make sure we don't get this humongous bus that's going to cost a lot of people a lot of money and, and, you know, and only have it like half full. So getting a head count is, is pretty important. But 
Uh, we're going to check the place out Friday, make sure it's good to go, and, and make sure the karaoke's fun, make sure the food's good, and, uh, you know, make sure the drink prices are good, and, you know, that it's a fun place. So we're going to check it out, and we'll let you know. I'll, I'll have a report next podcast, actually. And, um, yeah. So, and if you want to look it up, uh, go to curlyswaterfront.com. C-U-R-L-Y-S-W. Well, it's basically curlys, C-U-R-L-Y-S, waterfront.com. And uh, it looks like a really fun place. And like I said, even a couple of people I work with know about it. And they they said it's a really fun place. So I think we found a winner, hopefully. Jinx. <laughs> uh, a lot of different... Well, let's let's get the housekeeping done. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Someday I'll fix that voicemail line. Damn it. Keep forgetting. It's because Josh is always unavailable. I'm just going to blame Josh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 But if you want to email us, you can do so at podcast at psnation.com. Actually, no, you still have to use org on that. I haven't changed the email system yet. Uh, podcast Way to yeah, go. Well, no, it's not my fault. We have to do a lot of stuff. So podcast at psnation.org, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail uh, using Skype at wdt-torgo. Don't forget to look for us on the uh, the Facebook group. Just type in PS Nation in the search and uh, ask to join the group. We'll get chatted as soon as possible. If you use the Stitchers, you can stream our show on Stitcher. Uh, discover the PlayStation section. We're right there. Uh, look for Josh on Twitter at PJF, as in Frank Josh, and uh, our regular account at PS3Nation. Uh, don't forget to look for us on the Retroids Podcast Network, along with all the other podcasts. You can find those over at Retroids.com. And uh, our sponsors, our awesome sponsors, at AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. Sign up for the free trial using that link, and uh, you get to choose from over 100,000 audiobooks. And if you do it through AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation, you get to keep the book. Even if you decide to quit before the trial's over, you get to keep that book, and it still helps us out if you quit early. So uh, everybody wins, except for maybe Audible, but who cares about them? They're a big corporation. Amazon owns them. They can afford it. Uh, and also don't forget our uh, our store over at Zazzle.com slash PSNation. Uh, check out all the T-shirts. Everything's customizable. T-shirts, sweaties. Uh, with sweaties? Hoodies, maybe? Sweaties. sweaties. Yeah. That's, that's a new thing. Uh, hoodies, hats, T-shirts, ornaments, coffee mugs, beer steins. I just clean my eye. I've been using that thing. Uh, also, I think when I start getting regular paychecks here in a couple of weeks, uh, I think it's finally time. We need some very artistic people to, to create a new T-shirt for us, and I want something big. I want a fist punching a cat. I want something about Galcon being like Risk in Space. I want Hail Baby. I want something awesome that uh that it adheres to the show and i'm gonna put up some real money for the winner of this this contest so uh because i want to get some shirts maybe pre-made and bring them to mgc i want this done so anybody out there with any artistic uh notions at all we're gonna make you get six dollars no i'm probably gonna put (laughs) some decent money up this might be a paying gig uh even if you have more than one design let me know maybe we'll uh maybe we'll take a couple of them so we'll figure that out. If if we get to that point, I'll definitely email you directly and we'll talk about it. But uh, we need to make this a paying gig so we get some quality stuff out of this. Uh, but we definitely, desperately need kind of a refresh in, in some shirts and everything. So uh, get your thinking caps on. Get started, kids. Get it done. We need some cool shirts. So, all right. Uh, and also, don't forget our buddies. It is, it is written. They supply our theme music for us every week. You can find their new album over on iTunes and at CD Baby. The band name, again, is It Is Written. Check those guys out. They do a nice job. Anything else, Josh? 
Mm, Oh, next week's going to be fun, isn't it? You get to talk about Sly Cooper. I get to stay up all night (laughs) editing the podcast. It's just going to be fun for you. It's gonna be a blast. And then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna go into work. Oh fuck. I gotta go to Marshfield on Monday. Oh I think you need to work from home Monday. <laughs> I think you're gonna be sick on Monday. Oh, yeah. me? Or you? you I might be taking Monday offs because they're they screwed up my direct deposit and I have to take my check up to Marshfield. Oh shit. Anyway, well we'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll try to get the podcast out on Tuesday by the time that embargo lifts at noon on Eastern time. Uh so we'll have the written and the podcast review up. We'll try. I can't guarantee it. Also, just let everybody know, uh while I'm down here in Milwaukee area, the podcast will not be out in the middle of the day on Tuesdays for the foreseeable future until I'm back home. Uh so you've been spoiled for a long time. They're gonna start coming out pretty late at night on Tuesdays. Uh in like it used to be in the old days. The old days, back before July. So be ready. Be prepared. All right. Well, uh, we'll see what we have, what we can talk about next week besides Sly Cooper. I know I can't talk about Revengeance yet, but uh, maybe we'll have a build of MLB by then. Maybe. Maybe I can talk about some of that stuff. And also maybe we're going to try to have Ramon Russell on the show with us to talk a little bit about MLB. We don't know if it'll be done by next week or be the week after, but uh, we'll have Ramon on to talk about that. So plans and stuff. All right. We're out of here. Got anything else, Josh? You're done? All right, hail baby. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. And uh, MGC, get your shit taken care of, yo. We're lazy about our food. We have people deliver it to us. Yeah, Yeah, I like your food. uh, Just not enough to go down there and get it. (laughs) Delivery is really a combination of my two favorite activities, eating and not moving. (laughs) Worst part of delivery is getting up and answering the door. Oh, this is a pain in the ass. What am I, the butler? Well, at least I don't have to put on pants. Hand it over. We're getting lazier. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I want delivery, and I'm going to need someone to feed me. No, no, I'll be in the tub. Now, key is under the mat. Chip, chop, chip. Chip, chop, chip. I don't even know what chip, chop, chip is supposed to mean. I'm not good at ordering delivery. I always think I'm ready. I never am. I always get that order panic. Delivery, what do you want? Oh, 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 you got food there? Yes, we have food. What do you want? Oh, uh, 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 let me write it down. I'll call you back. Oh, I wasn't ready for the trick questions. It's exciting when that delivery guy arrives, isn't it? It's like Santa coming to your house. He's here. He's here. The guy's here. What do we do? What do we do? But we don't treat him like Santa. We treat the situation like it's a hostage exchange. Well, well, you're a weirdo. You wait out there. Here's the deal. I'll give you the money. You hand over the food. Then I want you to back away slowly. I don't need you casing the joint. That's ridiculous. Here's something fun to do next time you get delivery. Treat the delivery guy like he's your waiter. Be like, hey, thanks a lot. Can you do something about the music in here? And I could go for some more ice water. Never know what to do with all those condiment packets they give you when you get delivery. They give you like 50 ketchups. Such a waste. My wife's always like, save them. It's not like you can go up to a homeless guy. In case you get that food you're looking for, here's some ketchup. 
I'm looking out for you, buddy.